Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned zero. I don't care. This is what I am. What I am. Understand? I don't give a damn. Still pumping, sold on the culture. You know that my doja culture game over, soldier. I'm cooling. Be on the Niggas and I'm the soldier. Don't mean it, soldier. Well, do it live. Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday, April 25th, 2018. I'm your host, Travis Bryant. Uh, soon to be joined uh, right now, joined by our. Results. Where are we starting? 
Yeah, I think the headline has to be just kind of the uh, the conversations and the cards surrounding the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, I think the poll that we started off with kind of set the tone. It was, you know, do you plan to watch the first airing of the Greatest Royal Rumble? So not do you plan to watch it because you know how people take these things in different directions. But it was like, yeah. do you plan to watch it when it airs live? Um 43% said yes. Um, 11% said no for ethical reasons. 46% said no for scheduling reasons. So it does seem like, just based on, you know, who the audience is, um, this is something people are going to watch, like, maybe later that night on, you know, like, later well, that night on, on a Friday. Friday home, really all weekend. Watch day it. Or sometime that weekend. Like, it yeah. just, um, it's not a priority, but they're not in a position to watch it. Like, one of the guys... I started talking to was like, yeah, no, like I, I have a job. I can't do that. I was like, well, you know, I have a job too. Um, <laughs> they just, they were silly enough to give me two monitors so I can literally watch it, you know, if I choose while I'm doing work. Um, I guess most people are not in that type of position um, to just watch something at, you know, noon or 11, depending on where you live. Um, but, you know, I, I did find it interesting that, you know, of the 57% of people who said, you know, they, they can't watch it, like one in five of those people are not watching because of ethical reasons. And, and I thought that that number is, is an interesting number. Um, you know, translates to roughly, you know, uh, one out of every ten people um, saying that, you know, they, they something they won't watch because of, you know, the culture of Saudi Arabia. And I think that's uh, an interesting talking point. Uh, you know, we had to cover it a couple of weeks ago when somebody asked, and was like, no, we, we understand why it's happening the way it's happening. I do find it like you know I applaud people who can stand on, who can stand on that moral high ground and say you know this is not something I'm going to participate in, um, especially when you start to weigh things in like there are people who feel like the women got the main event of the Raw before the Greatest Royal Rumble as kind of a yeah we know we messed up but here's something for you to the women and the people who view for that so just a lot surrounding that I mean all and they definitely couched it. As, hey, men got to take big featured ten man tag, you know. Women yeah. got to, and 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 I can go both ways on on doing that. It's like let let the main event stand. You don't have to be like, hey, hey, well, we had the ten mm-hmm. big ten man tag. Now we got the big ten woman tag this week. You notice it's in the last match, main event, baby. We're hyping it. We're gonna say it like three times this this show. You know, like well, I just. Just promote it normally, and we'll be like, "Oh shit, that's the main event! Wow, nice." It's yeah. the, heavy, the you know, not heavy-handedness, but the the certainly weighted handedness. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, I mean, everything um, else was really oh, yeah. um, polls about the matches and um, the matches themselves. You know, yeah. overwhelmingly. People think Roman Reigns is going to win. Overwhelmingly, Again. people think AJ Styles is going to win. Overwhelmingly, Again. people think Seth Rollins is going to win. Um, and, and you kind of, because it's a pay-per-view that's not a pay-per-view, I, I understand like the push to be like, well, they're probably just going to hold steady with the, uh, you know, with plans. Like they think Roman Reigns is going to win because that's been the plan, literally since they opened the doors to let people out for mm-hmm. WrestleMania. That's what was in the air. Um, but, you know, AJ holding serve, uh, Rollins holding serve. Uh, most people do think John Cena is going to beat Triple H. Um, 
the most lopsided poll. Ninety-seven percent of people think the Undertaker is going to beat Rusev. Um, probably a safe bet. Who are those three percent though? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Uh, they picked Jeff Hardy to retain over Jinder Mahal. The Bludgeon Brothers yeah. to retain. Uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt to win the tag titles, which I can understand. Yeah. And then um, you know we didn't have a name at the time when it happened initially, but this poll did run for basically you know another twelve. 15 hours. So people think Cedric Alexander is going to beat um, now Kalisto, the winner of the gauntlet match. Yeah. And then I asked what should be the prize for winning the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, 9% of people say it should be WWE power rankings clout. So, you know, get a spot up on yeah. the website. Um, 11% said a week off. You guys are good people. Um, 13% said 3.75 million Saudi Real, um, which is roughly a million dollars. Um, in our currency. And then 67% of people said a future pay-per-view title shot, which is what should happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be interesting if, if you got a TV title match. That would be pretty cool. If they, you know, framed it different like that, you get like a, a Raw or SmackDown title match. But, you know, we'll see when we get there. Uh, yeah, I, I think I mostly went with I, I voted Triple H. He only got thirty percent. He got you know Cena seventy, him thirty. Um, but Rollins, I have Miz winning that match, and I have Gender beating Jeff, and the IC title does end up on on SmackDown, and the US title goes back, I guess in a sense, <laughs> but back to Raw. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with that. Miz wins, bringing the IC title to SmackDown. Gender wins, <clears throat> bringing the U.S. back to Raw. So, yeah, um, yeah, those are some. Uh, I mean, pretty, pretty uh, standard, standard polls because it's a pretty standard show. Uh, this is in in between. You know what? Three weeks after Mania, one week or two weeks before Backlash. Backlash right around yeah. the corner. Yeah, it's right there. They're not even. It's this is so not a pay per view. This Saudi show that they're showing backlash advertisements. They're usually pretty strict about not overlapping, not talking about an event when there's still an event before that to happen. And they're showing backlash commercials. They're showing backlash <laughs> graphics. So. And and obviously on TV they're doing stuff to set up matches for backlash. So this really is a a, a glorified house show that I think is going to be t- uh, 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 topped off or whatever by three title changes. I'm going Universal, IC, and US. So and obviously the tag titles, but somebody got to win them, like I said earlier. So. All right, let's um, talk to some folks here on the show. Again, hit us up on the Constellation Lines, 347-202-0103. Let's uh, start things off a little different here. Let's go to 
guess Fort Worth or do you, no Marty. Marty talking about me, me, me. You had to wait. <laughs> I didn't even see you on there. Now I'm ignoring you. Me, sure. me, me. <laughs> Did yourself no disservice. <laughs> Let's go to eight one seven. I don't know if this is a returning uh, caller, but we'll see. I think it's Fort Worth or DFW. Yeah, all right. That's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 817. Hey, what's going on? What's what up? What up, Trav? What up, Cam? It's Chris. It's been it a long time, man. What's going on, man? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how's it going, fellas? I'm glad I could actually catch you guys. And uh, congratulations, Cam, on your show. Uh, I just saw that this past weekend, man. Congrats. You're doing big things. So I just wanted to say congrats out the gate. I appreciate it, man. We'll congratulations nice, on uh, your nice new little one coming up, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's it's great, man. Like I said, it's it's great to actually get back in touch with you guys. I'm, my schedule's crazy, but uh, no, to hit up on that, uh, at the Twitter poll that Cam's been running uh, about the Saudi show uh, in particular. Uh, finally, uh, my daughter finally got into wrestling. Took a little while. She she hooked on to Roman Reigns, so I might kick her out the house. But uh, um, she's been watching. She's a huge fan of Bailey and all that. So, I, you know, I've been stepping back and, and just watching her fandom grow because, uh, I mean, <laughs> I've been too busy to really get too invested. So it's been nice to actually watch her get invested. Um, but she did, like, they were running that uh, that program in pro, or the commercial and program uh, for the Saudi show. I think it was on Raw. Uh, and they were running through all the matches. And she was like, hey, Dad, why, why is there no women? Why isn't Sasha and Bailey fighting? And I was like, well, and kind of had to get into it with her and let her know, you know, kind of what the situation there is. Um, just right off the bat, I mean, do you guys think that's going to have any kind of long-term, and it's a very broad question, but any long-term effects, like especially on the young girl fans who they're trying to build up with this women's revolution and try to, I, I don't know, build a younger fan base as far as that goes, yeah. especially with females. In, a, in excuse me, in very isolated cases, it like in in this case, I, I don't think every every uh, girl or young woman is or woman is asking. They might, but we're focusing on the the young people. I don't think they might not. They might not notice. They might. It might get by. But in isolated incidents like yours, the question might get raised, and the parent might actually. You know, like not him and Hall, but actually lay it out as as you said you did. So, right. I I think for, uh, for laying it out, you, it's uh, it's up to uh, what she's your your girl's what eight nine ten man she's about to be ten next ten. month. So, it's getting, I'm getting right, old. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why is she not eight? God damn. Um, right. So I, I don't know. I'm just um um. I mean, you laid it out. I don't think a ten-year-old's gonna be too hard on WWE and not. They're gonna be like, "Oh, damn, Saudi Arabia." I, I don't. Right. <laughs> the nuance and all that. I doubt she's gonna. You're getting into like, yeah, WWE's just on the money grab, baby. Uh, you know, they're kind <laughs> of uh, corporate whores, and that's what they do. It, 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 you know, so the company's gonna get a pass. She's gonna internalize. I'm assuming, and they. Kid would probably internalize that is uh, that place that place over there that I can't see that I don't you know what that kind of thing. Right. Um, so I don't think so. I don't think it would hurt. Um, 
especially because they can just get right past it. New show, Backlash, they'll have probably had three or four women, you know, women's segments on that pay-per-view, um, for sure. So I don't, I really don't think so. Cam, any any different uh, thoughts on that? Yeah. No, I, I think that, you know, we talk about things that affect WWE long-term. Typically the worse they do, the better it gets, even if it's slower. So, you know, we're not, what, we're 15 years, and more like 20 years removed from, you know, the cat losing her top in a mud wrestling match. You know, um, right. like I think that, you know, this is something as a company they decided they could do in an effort to strengthen the company down the road. Um, you know, I don't think this will affect what they do in, you know, markets that are more open-minded. Um, so I don't see people turning I – don't, I don't see people turning on the product um, because of this. Um, the things that turn people away are issues they have from the creative standpoint, not necessarily from the moral standpoint. Like – you could argue that most of the people who watch WWE don't vote like the people in charge of WWE. You could argue that. And, right. you know, having that very, you know, moral standpoint kind of from the jump, um, you're already kind of conceding a certain level of your personal beliefs in order to have, you know, your level of entertainment. I think most people are going to accept this as one night. Um, and are going to continue on from there. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it will have any effect long term, Like, but I'm, I'm really fascinated in kind of the reaction in the short term. No, and, and, and I agree with you. It, it may not have too, too much. And like, like I said, my daughter's almost 10, so I don't expect this to be, you know, when she's 20 or 21, she's still going to be bringing it up. I don't know. I, I just found it interesting that uh, seeing it from her but perspective, they over the next decade, of going back to Saudi Arabia over and over and over again to do semi-big shows, maybe a big, sh- you know, a real big, you know, they talk about is SummerSlam go back to Wembley, you know, what if SummerSlam goes to, you know, Saudi Arabia? Then when she's, you know, 15, 16, 17, whatever, like, hey, what, what, this is, you know, I'm learning about the world now, and this isn't cool, especially if things don't yeah. change or progress over there in the next decade. So, yeah. <laughs> Just offering the loop, right? And I'm I'm not naive enough to know, or or wise enough to know if you know WWE is going to change, you know, a thousand years of um, cultural uh, differences and beliefs. And I'm not even trying to get into all that because that's a whole different topic entirely. But um, I I do find it interesting that she she picked up on that because it's not something that I like. You know, I'm not going to bring it up unless she's going to tell me about it. Unless she's you know a little older, but. I did find it interesting that that was the first thing she picked up on. Like, hey, why is, why is there no Ronda Rousey? Because she's huge that in the Ronda Rousey. She's clearly, like, that's what she's there for. Uh-huh. Right. Like, like the guys you might have, like, oh, yeah, Roman. Like, she really might really like Roman Reigns. But she's there for, like you said, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynn, whoever she likes of the, of the right. women, Bailey and Sasha. And those, that's what she's there for because she noticed, wait, why isn't the thing that I like <laughs> on here? Like, in a selfish right. consumer way, I think. Like, wait, 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 wait a second. Right. No, and I, and I agree with you. Like I said, I just all over everything. That's not a, that's not Yeah, a, I wish definitely. she wouldn't because she, she fucking <laughs> smiles every time. Just makes me want to throw her out the house. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> outside of that, if uh, if Roman does win, 
uh, this Friday, which I guess I'll be watching because my radio show's not on uh, during that time. So I guess I'll be watching during the six-hour, eight-hour event, however long it's going to go. Uh, what, what do you guys see for Roman coming out of side? If he does win, what do you guys see as his transition feud to get away from Brock, if that is the case? Because I, I don't know if Brock's going to get yeah, a, a rematch on that after that. Yeah. You know, a week ago it would have been Samoa Joe, but uh, I don't know. Jinder Mahal, well, no, he'll have the U.S. title in my scenario. So if he doesn't, right. if all things stay – Stay the same. I could I could see Jinder Mahal being being that guy. How they how they justify it after he couldn't win the U.S. title? It would have to you know be I guess how the match went or whatever. Sure. But maybe Jinder Mahal like just just it's, it's just weird to, because to, yeah most something of the new heels, but not like blockbuster. And most of the heels are in a spot where they're kind of being cheered like. I don't think you put him against Elias right now. I don't think you turn Balor and immediately have him go to Roman Reigns. Um, like we said, after Backlash, it's not going to be Joe anymore. Um, i trying to think of who else they have, like, kind of up there at the top. Of course, it won't be Braun. Uh, probably won't be Lashley. Like, unless they're turning Roman Reigns, you're, you don't have a lot of options. I mean, does Baron, Baron Corbin, you know, has been in the world title picture. Maybe Baron Corbin, but... They got him with no way, Jose, right now. Like it's just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who. Well, what, what do you think about Kevin fight. Owens, Cam? Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn since they just joined in? I, I know, I know, I got the last two, but I'm just, I'm trying to no, no, throw no, no, no. it out there because that's the only other two. Here. I think it was for no. That's my thing. Like I'm laughing for a completely different reason. Um, both of them are immediately people who I, I forget because they're part of a tag team. Um, but right. either one of them could be who Roman Reigns feuds with. I think Sami Zayn in particular, because he hasn't been a heel, does a great job of being that annoying guy that you want to see get beat up. So those two, like, definitely. But I, I feel like things have to hinge on what happens with the SmackDown or with the Raw tag titles, like, for them to, you know, transition over into their world title role. But then it's not going to be both of them because they've done that, you know, all through the beginning of the year. Um, sure. But one of them could definitely do that, and then one of them – you know, be in a program with somebody else, but it's I, that, that's tough too. I just I feel like the way that they've shuffled the rosters, like not having the Miz there, um, you know, having Rollins as a face, it, it's it's difficult to say who it's going to be. Um, you know, Bobby Roode's a face. Um, maybe like for real, maybe Elias is my pick, and I don't know <laughs> who else it would be. I, I, I wouldn't say Elias because they did that like three months ago. Like we saw a lot, right? Like oh, yeah. it seems recent that Roman and Elias had something going on. Maybe, maybe I'm. Well, and Cole up, was but... taking up for him all during Raw too, as well. Like trying to make him not seem as arrogant and, and grating uh, as a heel. So I, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to go. I don't know. Turn the face against Bobby Roode. I, I don't know. I don't try to pretend to know anymore. Uh, but uh, no, I, I don't know. I found it interesting that that was. Uh, I was thinking about that the other day and, and couldn't really come up with anything. So, uh, but no, it was it was great talking to you guys again, and I appreciate y'all taking my call. And like I said, Cam, congrats again on your uh, on your show. And Trav, look forward to hearing you more on uh, the Way Keller podcast show. Well, keep it oh, going, man. Appreciate, appreciate the call. Man. Stay in touch. Might as well, uh, yeah, that nicely 
<clears throat> transitions into uh, an opportunity. Uh, what exactly? What show is Chris talking about, Cam? What is yeah, this show right? I keep hearing about? Um, Tell everybody. Oh so yeah, like for the last um, the last six months, I've been kind of putting together this idea. Um, you know, you have six months. And yeah, I remember hearing about months, this. Right? Like this has been a thing you've wanted to do for a little bit now. Yeah, more than six it's months. It's been um. Like I, I say six months, that thing might have gone out into the summer, so so it might be closer to a year. Um, basically, I wanted to do a wrestling show nobody else is doing, or if somebody else is doing, um, isn't quite out there to where everybody knows about it. I didn't want to produce a recap show. I didn't want to produce a nostalgia show. I wanted to get into kind of the mind of the fan, um, and it really kind of popped off at WrestleMania weekend. When I'm on the block and I just read a tweet that says, look to your left and look to your right. On either side of you is a bad Raw recap podcast. And it just (laughs) hit right there. Because it was just like, you know, um, and even when we went to Dallas, like guys were like, we're talking about, like, you know, stuff we do. They're like, yeah, we have a podcast too. And there's not no disrespect to those guys because they were really cool. But I'm like, if, if we're doing the exact same thing and I don't know about you and you don't know about me, are either of us really doing this effectively? Um, so it was just a situation where like, I wanted to get into the why and the how of the fan. Like, what got you into wrestling? What characters, um, you know, did you latch on to? How does that influence your fandom today? What's a moment in time that you can reflect on that you feel like has a lasting impression on you? So um, I came up with You, Me, and Wrestling, which is – basically a 45-minute to an hour kind of sit down with a fan talking about a particular time in wrestling they're fond of, uh, the characters, and then trying to draw parallels to the uh, the events and wrestlers that they deal with today. So right now I legit have um, – and this is not saying that I'm going to go with everyone who's filled out uh, my questionnaire, but if I go with everybody, I have six months of interview subjects and uh, – it's a pretty cool, um, pretty cool experience doing something here, brand brand new. Um, having people show interest in it. I'm not too happy about people emailing me and saying hi, Cam. Like we're just the best of friends because that's still weird. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, mm-hmm. outside of the the newfound familiarity, it, it's a cool thing. Um, it's going to be every Sunday afternoon as a part of uh, the Torches VIP programming. Um, and if you want to participate and you know, you guys have, have heard me, so you so you already know kind of how that conversation will probably go. If you want to participate, um, you can just shoot an email to South Congress with a K, South Congress at gmail dot com. And right now, you can actually hear the very first episode with Josh Masaccio on my SoundCloud page. So that episode is going to be free. Just go to SoundCloud dot com slash South Congress. You know, if you listen to our fan by fan shows, it's that same feed. Um, so, yeah, you can hear episode one. If you're interested in uh, becoming a part of the show, you can do that. But, yeah, you, me, and wrestling with Cameron Hawkins, a part of the Pro Wrestling Torches VIP program. Tremendous. Uh, Josh being the uh, the first uh, first guest is just so fitting. It just made a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Cool. So yeah, um, if you want to sign up for the torch, uh, I think it's uh, what something. 
Michael VIP. Shit, I don't even. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We've only been yeah. saying that for like 15 years. There you go. Yeah, like, how do I not? Yeah, I'm just completely drawing a blank. And, yeah, great. So go sign up for the torch. You can figure it out. God damn it. If you figured out how to listen to this show, <laughs> you can figure out how to uh, sign up for Torch VIP. So go do that. Let's uh, head back to the, uh, uh, the Constellation Lines. Um, oh, we lost the caller. So let's go to uh, 312. 312, who's this what and uh, where are you from? Hey, Sean. What's up with you? Sean from Chicago. What's going, what's going on, Sean? Oh, nothing much, man. Nothing much. Uh, just watching the kiddos and stuff. You know how I do. I got four just kids. Just pick a man. fight. I got four kids. Pick a fight, Sean, and argue, Sean. Wait, I want to make sure I got better. I don't like to fight and argue, man. Come on. This is definitely problematic, Sean. Problematic, Sean. Yeah, there we go. Problematic, Sean. Uh, they like to call me the Black Skip Bayless over on uh, my other stuff. So. Oh, I so see, I see why. Like you don't know. I see why. <laughs> They, they like to call like me. The yeah. They, they dream that one up. Hey, I got opposing views, man. You know, some call me a contrarian. I just don't like everything. I don't, I mean. No, so listen, listen to what he said, though, Travis. He didn't say sometimes I have different views. He literally said I have opposing views. Yeah. Well, I mean, it happened to opposing. I, That's some aggressive I, language, Sean. <laughs> I just, I man, I just. Some some stuff just don't hit me the right way, man. I mean, when I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan, you know. Like, I get that Johnny Gargano is great and all. I like him. I love him a lot. But I don't need to see his wife every week, bro. I get it. Just saying. Oh, oh okay. Well, that's <laughs> got nothing to do with Johnny Gargano, though. I mean... Oh, you mean you fan, mean man. next to him is what and, you're and saying, I'm a, right? and I'm a, and I'm with you on that because I am not a fan of Alec of Ale- uh, Candice LeRae. Like, Candice like, LeRae. I don't get it. Like during the during the, I remember writing the column about the May Young. I was thinking like, you know, like what? Like, I don't get why she's such a big deal on the indie scene. Um, but this all of a sudden, this whole I don't like she's a part of a cohesive com- common sense. Story and storyline. I don't know why it's like I don't need to see the wife every week. Like, well, she's there for a reason that makes sense, and she's not. Like, she was in the main event last week for crying out loud of NXT. Like, yeah, I don't like that Gargano escape she was putting on Zelina either. It wasn't. It, it didn't look too great, too smooth. It's cute. It's cool, but it's just it's gonna get too cute. That's all. I like well, it. I trust NXT that they cute. won't uh, that it won't get too cute, and we won't be sitting here, um, you know, three six weeks from now, like you still having that art, making that argument. Like, and I think I might even said this last week, like, or maybe it was on Wade's thing. I don't know, but like, yeah. I, 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 that is a, a thing. Like, I, if we're sitting here in a few, in a month, and it doesn't make any sense, just like, oh, they're. I'll I'll go. Yeah, it's just too cute. Now they found something there so adorable. Let's keep putting them on. But I don't think that's the case. I think it's, she's going to be with him on air as long as it makes sense. And then when it makes sense, she'll go back to you know the women's division and focus on her stuff because they certainly are going to need you know going to need her there. And I think that's what a lot of this is about. 
So when she shows up in a women's division full time and wrestling every, you know, twice a month and all that kind of stuff, and getting on pay per views, um, she's a established personality, somebody that people are connected to. And Johnny will do his stuff. Maybe even get called up, or you know, maybe not. Probably. Uh, I don't know if you guys answer this or not, but like I was thinking, just uh, real quick, who do you think is the bigger free agent, Nikki Bella or John Cena? Is that a real qu- what? No, that's, that's a real question. Like, I mean, okay, well, John because he's, he's he's real answer. He's trying to become. I mean, but it's Nikki Bella too. Wait, are you saying who's individually who's a bigger free agent, John yeah, Cena versus as far as Nikki like, Bella? Yeah, as far as okay, John uh, Cena, both wrestling Obviously. and real life. Yeah, who the fuck is Nikki Bella? Okay, I'm, hey, I mean, people ask about it, man. Not me. I was just asking. I was just asking. I mean, I mean, it, it was talk about. I was just asking. It was just a question. I mean, people seem to think that Nikki Bella's got a right to be pretty big on her. Oh, well, I guess. John Cena pumped her up, and now people are all swooning over Nikki Bella that she's available. If she gets over and she's able to do, you know, that's her talents and effectiveness will bear out. There's no right to be, you know, she doesn't have a right to be featured. Yeah, I don't, I don't, who are these people? Who are some people? That's like Fox News thing. Some people are saying. No, man, on, on Twitter, man. I mean, you could you could blame Cam for no, that. He's so active on Twitter that he he drew me in, and now I see what people write on Twitter. So I just had to ask. No, I'm serious. I that's something I saw on Twitter, so I asked. But uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, I, but I'm two, not, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Two more things. Um, yeah. Uh, in defense of Big Cass, like um. We haven't really seen him do a whole lot on his own and stuff. I was kind of unimpressed with his big show stuff, but I wasn't, like, exactly mad at him. But everybody's saying that, you know, um, Daniel Bryan's taking such a step down to feud with him, and I I don't feel like that at all. I feel like they're just letting Big Cass take a step up. You know, I don't like the whole underdog thing with Daniel Bryan so much because every time he gets knocked – you know, they knock, they run into him or something, and now he's hurt. You know, every single time he's hurt before a match or something. But, like, I, I don't like all the negativity on Big Cass, and he just got back. Like, he's got legitimate beef storyline-wise, and I just think it makes sense for them to try to put someone else in the spotlight with Daniel Bryan that's up and coming and not, you know, just, right. you know, just put him in all-star matches all the time. I, I, what do you guys I, think about I, that? I agree with uh, most, if not all, of that. But but what did you say about Big Cass? You said, uh, oh, Big, Big Cass has a legitimate storyline reason to have beef. Like, what 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 would that be? Them both coming back at the same time and him, you know, uh, Daniel Bryant getting all the shine as opposed all to the, oh, okay. Big Cass. Okay. Yeah, you're right. He did, he did say this is what, you know, this is all the big fuss is about. Yeah. Uh, in, in 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 a total heel way, yeah, you know, you're right. I, I'll give you that. I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Cam, any uh, any uh, thoughts on no, the, the cast and Brian? Yeah, I mean, cast played. You know, for a long time he was second fiddle to Enzo until he got Tinder Enzo stuff. Um, it's hurt, and then you know he's 
ready to come back, and then Daniel Bryan goes back as well. Like, I, yeah, it's a perfectly good year reason to come, uh, you know, to have a beef with him. I, I do think that right now Bryan is Teflon, though, to the point where losing to Daniel Bryan does not hurt your profile, and being involved with him definitely helps your profile. Like, Big Cass losing decisively to Bryan when that happens is not going to be any type of step down for Big Cass. It's just that's what has to happen right now. So, no, him being involved is the best thing that can happen to him right now. Like, I'd love to be in the program with Daniel Bryan if I was a wrestler right now because all eyes are going to be on you and what you do. And, you know, if you come out looking good from this, people are going to have, you know, a newfound respect for and uh, last thing, uh, if he, uh, I'm a big fan of factions. Uh, and real quick, just real quick, yeah, as a fan, I would like to see three wrestlers who were previously in WWE and just jobbing out come together and do their thing just to have a nice full, full circle storyline. No way, I'm not going into that. That's not my question. <laughs> I'm not going to hit you with the 3MB question, okay? I like 3MB. I'm going to just leave it at that. But as far as factions go, who would you bring back or who would you put together to make, like, a new faction? Uh, uh, Who would I bring back or who would I put together? Yeah, yeah, who would you put together to make a new faction or who would you like to – what old faction would you like to bring back or what? Because I think it's a lack of factions. I mean, it's it's just a lack of factions. I know they got Sanity coming up, but at one point, you know, there were a lot of factions in WWE. Not all of them good, but, you know, it was it was nice to see groups of people just kind of making a bunch of stuff happen, and you didn't have to see guys just kind of struggling for a storyline, you know. They, would, they were already in their storyline, whether they be a henchman or not, but you didn't have to see guys just floundering around so much with a script. Um, I mean, you know, in the late 90s, you had faction wars and stuff, and that was a thing because, uh, you know, the, the, just whatever, society, I, I don't know, like everything, Jerry Springer. I, I don't know what the, how that correlates to factions and groups, and it's not like, you know, gangs were the shit, and, you know, that was more like an 80s thing when that kind of exploded on the scene um, uh, of, you know, the popular culture. Um, I just I I want more friends and associates. I don't necessarily need factions with a group name and a gimmick. I just want people that are associated with each other that you know have each other's back on various levels. Just like, like Sammy and I KO. totally miss. Like like Sammy and KO, like Brian and AJ right now. Like, they're just, you know, like, nah, I want to fight them eventually or again, and we're going to have a great match and blah, blah, blah. You know, but, like, that's your man. You got his back. He got yours. If he needs a partner, like, you got a partner. Or you're the partner if you ain't got nothing going on. You know, you you help him if he's getting jumped. You don't need to be a, a faction and it'd be like gang warfare kind of bullshit, but just people that fuck with you. Like, if Roman has some homies, like what they tried to do with Cena and, and, and Crime Time, and it you know, lasted for, like, two weeks. And and we got the infamous poopy uh, spray paint. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I just want people to be, have, 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 
whatever, and they, you know, they don't have to be all that contrived and, you know, just, nah, we cool, and now we're not cool, <laughs> you know, for various reasons, and you have a, people join, I mean, whatever, you know what I mean, I don't know, it's, it's not a, yeah. Maybe I like gangs because I'm from the south side of Chicago, but, like, yeah, the gang thing's always okay. pretty appealing to me. The more hood stuff All you right. get on there, the more I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, maybe that's why I'm partial to fashion. Gangs ain't the hood for everybody, though, like you said, yeah. like, in particular in south side of Chicago where you're from, but I'm from Philly. There ain't no gangs. In, I mean, it is, but I ain't never had to worry about no gangs. Like, you would I mean, have I like to worry about gangs. too, though. You know, I like League of Nations, too, though. Like, it, it doesn't matter who. I just like groups that just have a common theme that just want to get something done and just, you know, just go around kicking ass and taking belts. You want to see gang warfare, Cam, or uh, uh, or, or more homie-based <laughs> squadron? When I was a kid, yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to see, um, like, I used to love the old, uh, you know, 66 Batman. When like everybody would show up, be like Robin and Batgirl, like that was my thing. Like if Batgirl showed up, like they got everybody. And then as I got older, I wanted to see Batman do more stuff alone. Um, like I would like a situation where, like the Usos would pop up every now and again to have Roman Reigns back because they're actually family. Like I like that uh, Naomi is like doing something with the Usos. Like, I, I, I like what Travis is saying, where every now and again, because of commonality, because of relationship, like, I, I step in to help you do a thing, but, like, as far as I saw, I had to match the t-shirts. Not so much a fan of that as I get older, because I think wrestlers should have more individual goals. Um, yeah, but when that, it does happen, that's fine. Like, like Sanity or the Undisputed Era, it does then stand out. Like, oh, these, <laughs> these this trio or four group of four have much more in common than common goals or whatever. It's like whatever the, the, their stated fam, fam, familiar family or whatever kind of but connection is. Undisputed Era, like Undisputed Era is what they are right now because Roddy Strong got tired of playing the game a certain Like right. it, it just, it does need to be kind of an organic thing even if they do end up you know, kind of with that magic gear. Like, the thing with Sanity was, you know, a lot of that was done to have newer guys in with a more savvy established talent, you know. Like, that's why that existed. Like, it wasn't three people or four people all on the exact same level. Like, so more faction than WWE. Like, the Miserage was a faction. And there was clearly somebody who had the most talent and, you know, the most shine out of that group. And it was something for the other guys to do. Um, I just think that you're not going to have a situation like a DX where you have this really, really strong tag team, and then you have a workhorse, and then you have the individual star um, being, you know, New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, and Triple H, respectively. Like, you just... Wrestlers aren't room like that anymore. Like, like, imagine if the Usos and Cedric Alexander and uh, Roman, Roman Reigns were a faction. Like, 
the shield was a thing to get Roman Reigns over. They had your two established guys who could really carry a match with their moves and their personality. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't think that – I don't know if there's a talent, one, I'd want to sacrifice, and two, I want to see more that I'm not already seeing, that I want to see somebody else they got to fight. Um, and even like the women's fashions that we had, it's just kind of like, – here, you know what, Sean? Here's my issue with faction. Outside of NXT, they very rarely have a mission state. And so without that, the fact that we haven't had a bunch of factions with established mission statements, um, with any type of real mystery to them, without any real type of game plan, it's not something I'm, I'm high on until I see something like that again. Yes, and they can come off contrived, I think, like the women's one. Like, they're such different, uh, they're such different personality types and, and, and looks and gimmicks, if you want to even go there, especially the, uh, the Riot Squad. Like, Ruby, Liv, and Sarah Logan, like, what the hell brought these three together? And sometimes that's the charm of a group or the thing that eventually, like, oh, they're the three bases of a triangle, out of whatever, whatever analogy you want to, you know, use. Like, they all work well off of each other, and they fill each other's uh, uh, gaps and all that stuff. Pause. Um, so, but with those three in particular, those three women, like, I don't see that ever looking back and going, oh, yeah, no, that that, that made sense, or that grew into something that's always going to seem like these are just the three NXT women that they wanted to go up at the same time, and you know that that's really all that was to it, and we put them together. So, uh, what are you uh, on time, Cam? Before we uh, before I go to the next thing, Cameron. Oop, Cam dropped. Uh, maybe that was the answer. Oh, no, there he is. Uh, what are you looking like yeah. uh, on time, uh, Cam? Well, I literally had to hang up to see if I still had to go ref. And it's raining, and it's been raining for hours, and I tried to text them earlier, but they just confirmed it literally one minute ago. So, yeah, so I'm on the up ramp on 35, about to turn around, living my best life. Oh, okay, so those are your windshield wipers. Because I wanted to ask, like, are you doing laundry? <laughs> I am braving the elements and we Yeah. <laughs> so they are having they are having the game. No. I'm 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 turning around. Oh you said you're turning around. Right, 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 okay. Oh shit, so you were just being super considerate and like, you know what? I'm going because no even though it's probably canceled, but you know, you never know. Yeah. Good. They just over Yeah, no, that's because on the off chance, like, oh, yeah, we're all here. Where you at, Cam? <laughs> um, all right, so this was uh, an email from last week that got into our VIP too late. Um, or we actually had a pretty uncharacteristic un, uh, short VIP show. So uh, Brian Austin um, – emailed in he's uh 
Uh, one, I always like when heels are friends. Oh, more than a friend thing. Uh, so I liked when Miz, Owens, Zayn, and Dallas and Axel were jumping up around, jumping around together and happy. Uh, I thought that was a little weird. I thought uh, uh, they're heels, so but it just for for Owens and Zayn to to join in with that was like kind of odd. But again, they're heels, and they were super jubilant, and they stuck at the angle, and, it, you know, it all made sense. So. Uh, number two, the new feature. Oh, no, new feature. Uh, must take six brown chicks. Wait, must be, oh, must be fake. Oh, new feature instead of the six brown chicks question, the must be fake six brown chicks. Yeah, they're getting ridiculous. So here's one. They had a uh, we had today, a big. Boy. Say what? They had a couple today. They were just like, what? Huh? Yeah. Well, okay, and yeah. I'm sure we'll, maybe Brian will uh, hit us off with, with a couple of those uh, for this week's <laughs> uh, VIP. Um, so he says, the question was, we have a big ant problem. Landlord won't send exterminator until our March rent is paid. Roommate is late on her part and the rent of the rent, uh, and we're this close to being evicted. She got paid and spent 120 bucks on groceries to cook for her dude. Meanwhile, no rent. So I smeared clear caro syrup around her bed frame, under her bed and pillow, etc. Dude spent the night and woke up with ants in his locks and everywhere else. He bounced. She had a nervous breakdown. Thinks ants are eating her. Meanwhile, no rent. What the fuck to do now? I don't know. Try to be a better human being. <laughs> I, I think I, I responded to that one and was just like, "You're a terrible fucking person." Like, <laughs> there's no way around. You're a terrible fucking person. Like, come on, man. Like that's yeah. but that is one of those ones. Like, you know, my my family is from like my, my stepfather's side of the family is from like out that way. So like, I was like, "Caro syrup." Like, that's the worst thing you could do to a person. Why would you waste that? Um, but but yeah, not even just, that. Uh, like you have to, like you live there too. You there? Yeah. <laughs> like oh, the ants—they just gonna stay around that bed frame and all in his dreads. Like, and, yeah, I hate how you thought. Like I, the premise is basically I have control of ants based on my knowledge of <laughs> packaged, uh, like packaged, packaged uh, sandwich spread. Like it's fucking ridiculous. It's. Ants in his lock. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, right, because you wouldn't yeah, wake up I, in the middle of the night with ants all in your ears and shit. Because right? yeah. people can sleep through that. So, yeah, it uh, must be fake. Or they're over or changing. This, whatever, it's stupid. Anyway, number three from <laughs> Brian. Uh, wasn't Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in the greatest shape? They both look great. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Friggin' Luke. Like, I'm, I'm impressed. I don't think I realized that Gargano had that physique. Um, and he looks amazing. And then Chopper is just, he's, he's in crazy shape. Like, I don't know what, what they're doing down there at Full Sail, but they're doing it to the best of their ability. He's in crazy shape. They, they are both in peak physical condition. It's very impressive. Uh, number four, I didn't like Big Cass calling Daniel Bryan Little Man. Uh, Yeah. But well, you know he's seven footer and Brian's barely five eight. You know, so 
little man. <laughs> it's better than if Triple H is or Randy Orton, who's you know six two, six three, yeah. six four, and it's yeah, he's taller, but it's not like so so stark, foot and a half or whatever it is, almost. Uh, that's better than that. Big Cass has been wrestling for a, a lot shorter time than Daniel Bryan. Um, would not, would not, he would turn more heads than Daniel Bryan. But there's no, there's not a building or airport in the world where Big Cass is signing more autographs than Daniel Bryan. Like he's somebody who can draw attention to their differences because it's not going to take away from Daniel Bryan. Like nobody who's watching wrestling sitting on their couch saying there's no way Daniel Bryan should be king. So I, I think him doing it is okay. It's not a detriment. It's not somebody who's like a long-established star, um, you know, doing it. I, I think it's perfectly fine. It, and, and for real, for real, if you're a certain type of fan thinking a certain type of way, you go, Bryan's got seven feet worth of arms and legs to twist up and shit. Like, yeah. Come on. Fam, you going to throw that big boot and he going to – Duck it because he's way faster than you. Yeah, I mean, so you can definitely uh, just look at it as yeah, he's just a heel trying to get some heat, and you know, I, I didn't, I didn't mind because again, it's super true. Um, number five, where's Nikki Cross? She's a huge part of Sanity. Yeah, um, not sure if we talked about this last week when we uh, found out Sanity's getting called up to SmackDown. But they are getting called up sans Nikki Cross. So just uh, Eric Young, uh, Killian Dane, and, and the other dude, who I, Desmond Wolf, who I forget is like, what, Irish or some shit? Because <laughs> he, he said more than like one word. And I'm like, oh, shit. And in the, in the video package they put together last week. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. This guy's like, huh? Desmond Wolf, Nigel, we get it. Yeah, that's the He's Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf, you're right. <laughs> Wolf. Right, that's the TNA bullshit name they gave him. <laughs> and but you know, Desmond Wolf is like my favorite month of TNA though. Like really, for real. When they had him come in and beat Kurt Angle clean like his first match in a great match. Yeah, Desmond Wolf uh-huh. was my was my shit. Um but yeah, um I think that it's good for the NXT brand um, to have like that top star in that division. I, but remember, they never they never clean house on the NXT women's. That's something that they don't. Um, Ember Moon probably hung around longer than she needed to, and it's clearly benefited her these last couple of weeks on Raw. You know, um, when we when we thought she was going to get the call up later, over there. so they never quite. That's the decision, and so now, if Sanity remains for the next six months to a year, then you have Nikki Cross jump ship and either be with them or for some reason be against them, but you still have that relationship. That, um, you know, they, in, in all due respect to Nikki Cross, who I think is better than at least, you know, five of, or four of the five women that they brought up mid-season um, from the next year's yeah. makeup. The Riot Squad and Absolution, like they still need people. They still need prep. And so bringing her up, I think, does them a disservice by pushing them back when you express the confidence in them to boost them up right now. So I think, yeah, yeah, you can keep her down there another six months to a year. It gets the whole of Ember Moon. I don't think it'll harm Nikki Cross. 
and she is going to have the benefit of going up there and have people on the main roster who aren't her direct competition when she has it. And when she does come up in six months to a year, it could be in a at a big moment where you're so used to Sanity, you know, you know, being the, the trio that when they need her most or need something most, here's 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 Nikki Cross, and it's and it's not night after WrestleMania, or maybe maybe it's this time next year, you know, night after WrestleMania could be, and then Sanity's in a big match. You don't really typically do do that, but whatever. But when she comes up, it could be like another thing. Wow, yes. And she has something immediately to do. I don't think she would be against them. Uh, I guess anything is possible. Um, uh, but, yeah, she has something to immediately to, to to do when she gets called up, uh, especially if Sanity, you know, keeps keeps getting pushed in the next year. Or right, they haven't started yet, Lord besides vignettes. But, yeah, if they're getting a solid push in a year from now. Yeah. And number six from Brian: Can WWE hold off on D. Bry versus Miz until SummerSlam? Absolutely. Because I think you need some time yeah. to, to, to 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 really heat that up to where it needs to be. You could throw it together and have it on whatever the the, the uh, May is backlash is in May. Technically, whatever the one after backlash is, you could do that, but I would give it till SummerSlam and let it percolate and rebuild and show get that uh, play that talking smack and really kind of organically build that back up. Uh, and finally, from Brian, uh, who should Andrade uh, feud with? Uh, his first, he didn't say feud. First series of matches be against. Whoever Any needs to get beat up, that's who it should be. Whoever needs to get beat up, whoever needs hands that week, whoever they put him against, he needs to go ahead and beat him and beat him fast. Um, you know, I'd love to see Jeff Hardy, uh, <laughs> Jeff Hardy retain the title and then come out and catch the knees to the corner. You know, um, I think you immediately put him in a, in a title feud. Uh, I, 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 I can see Jeff Hardy Jeff losing Hardy. the U.S. title as my scenario. Again, states and still and being the guy to feud with Andrade uh, the moment when he comes out or when he comes yeah. when he finally shows up. Yeah, I think. But Jeff, your way, uh, your way works too. Is. Having them go right to the U.S. title picture, yeah. Yeah, sure. and then, you know, get Tyson drop paint immediately. You know, and all kinds of stuff. Get all truth out of here. You know, just, <laughs> really anybody. Um, anybody not named AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, who's a face, like whoever, get them out of here, make way for the man. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that we're kind of in agreement. Jeff Hardy would be ideal. Um, yeah. All right, let's head back to uh, the constellation lines. Uh, let's talk to Kylan. In uh, Newark, and then we'll go to Mike after that. Uh, Kyle, what's happening? Not much, Travis. How are you and Sam doing this week? Doing well. Doing all right, Kyle. What's uh, what's on your mind? 
not much of Tim. Let me just wish you a hearty congratulations on the debut of your new show, You, Me, and Wrestling. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. I'm not just saying this because I have the privilege of being on the air with you right now, but anyone who knows me knows that anything I I have said on this show, I say with the highest degree of genuineness possible. I honestly believe that you, me, and wrestling is the best new podcast we've had this year. I'm, and I, I looked at my calendar in my head immediately. I'm like, wait, it's it's damn near May. Well, thank you very much, Colin. I appreciate it, man. Just just wanted to do something original, and the, and the feedback's been really good so far. So thank you. As much as I know you listen to, it really does mean a lot. It, it makes a lot for me to be able to say that uh, in in non-wrestling news, I don't know. Well, Travis, I think you have little danger, so maybe you can start exposing us to this. But, Cam, if you happen to have any nieces or nephews running around in your neighborhood, you might want to start showing them Double Dare reruns because Nickelodeon has just ordered 40 episodes of a new version of Double Dare. Um, I actually went back and watched, I YouTubed a bunch of, like, some, I, I wanted, I don't know who I wanted to show, some, somebody like our age, too, like, you don't know what Double Dare is, or maybe it was a kid, maybe it was Lil, shit, might have been, but I remember, like, trying to find, like, a good clip, because they were all so bad, I was like, no, I don't know, we can find a better one than this, like, this sucks, like, I remember it being so terrible, but it was terrible. Like, you know, but that's 30 years of <laughs> life. And, you know, that's 1988. That shit, you know, what's what's hot and state-of-the-art just, uh, you know. Okay, Mark Summers. That's Mark Summers, right? Hell, yep. yeah. Mark Summers, was, Mark Summers was, did everything back then. He was our, like, Ryan Seacrest. And I I believe he I believe he's coming back for the new version as well. Oh, Mark Summers. Mark Summers Mark Summers is at Summer least in his mid fifties. He's probably like twenty five. They need another twenties hey, type Mark person was, to do. Mark it. Summers was forty six when Double Dare dropped. That was not <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, hey. Which um, which Mark Mark Summers have have been trying to get Nick the 
executives at Nickelodeon to bring back Double Dare for about the last five years. Keep yeah. hearing about it. Nothing that comes from it. What other? What else is Mark Summers gonna do? Right. The moment Double Dare went off the air in whatever ninety three or ninety four, whatever hell the original run ended, he was he's been working since then to try to get Double Dare back on the air. You talk about the last four or five years. He's been working the last twenty five years. We getting we getting Double Dare back together. I got some people we putting together this proposition. Mark Summers Summers is actually the vice president of programming at the Food Network. (laughs) Right? Right? We always diving into cream pies and, you know, food-based, like, stuff or toilet humor. Like, come on, man. All went off in his head. He's like, you know what? I kind of like this food thing. And he's listening to being the vice president. Oh, my. Mark Summers. Mark Summers. Get out of here, man. But no, Kylan, seriously, when when Global Guts comes back, I'm definitely watching every episode. It was the best, like, American Global Guts. Well, Global what? Global Guts. I love Guts. Oh, Guts, yeah. You might not have to wait too long to... If these forty double dares do well, yeah, they might bring all that stuff back. If I have to watch people get slimed for for saying the password and where we stab it on double dare in those little funky helmets and glasses and watch bombs crunch up a couple of episodes, I'll do it for guts. I, I do a lot of things for guts, as a matter of fact. So I'll do it. For guts. What, what, what was the one where they had the uh, like the the Mayan temple? kind of 
gimmick we're going to run through it now. Kids are knocking each like, other out and putting it on Will Star. Like, Double Dare is not extreme. But I have no idea. I don't know what 10- and 12-year-olds want uh, these days. That's absolutely a good thing. Yeah, well, you're, you're, so, you're, 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 you could anyway. have a good point. You could have a good point because Double Dare did have a couple of a- anniversary specials o- over the last two years. And the concept is tweaked, and they but, but and, and they updated, and it's appeals as well, kid. But yeah, I mean, it's just I'm just thinking in the old 1988 way. Where like I saw recently in, on the on YouTube clips, they would have to update it like so much and make it like interactive in a way that kids these days would find it appealing in it. Anyway, enough of that. What 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 wrestling stuff you got this week? Um. So so to to re to reiterate what Sam was telling Chris earlier. Um, about the about the Saudi Arabia show, there there is a chance that WWE just took whatever amount of money to hold this show with no with no consideration to of how it makes the women on the roster look, but I don't know if you read Triple H's interview that he did with the Independence, which I guess is a local newspaper in Saudi Arabia, but in in his interview, he mentioned that. Tyler, 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 Tyler. Not to slow you down. I think the Independent. local paper in Saudi Arabia UK. is called the Independent. That's hilarious. Keep going. I don't. I think yes. that's the the UK paper though. The oh, Independent okay. is. I'm almost sure yeah, it's the UK a paper. Bit of a joke. Oh. Well, well, my apologies, but if yeah. I had that wrong. But in in the in this interview that he did with the Independents, he mentioned that Sasha and Alexa Bliss were al- allowed to wrestle in Israel, I believe. So his stance, which I think he said was the company's stance. We took this deal because we want to affect change in Saudi Arabia, and we can't affect change if we don't right, by go. going in there and saying no, our way or the highway. No, I yeah, makes that makes total sense. And there's also uh, that's still you know still open for criticism. I mean, even though your uh-huh. even though your explanation makes all the sense in the world. Because it's like, really, you're concerned about affecting change in Saudi Arabia? Like, how about affecting some change in fucking America? <laughs> you know, so it's, we're supposed to believe Triple H is super altruistic and concerned about Saudi culture and their progression and advancement societally uh, more than more than it's 
Yo, they about to give us like <laughs> yo fifty million dollars to come over here. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's good that he can has he has the plausible deniability or the or the cover story, whatever you know. And he actually might feel some way like that. Or it's a byproduct. Like, hey, we got a bunch of money and we get to affect change. Like, I think that's a win-win. Like, I think I he takes that. I think, I think it's the, the latter which you just said, Travis, to be quite frank. Right. But still, know that the money was always <laughs> the driving force. And if it's and if they got to, to do something positive on top of it, hey, we'll use the shit out of that. For for PR purposes, so and unfortunately you don't get they don't get the benefit of the doubt in that situation. They don't get to I don't they don't get to go they don't get to yeah they just don't get the benefit of the doubt. I'm always going to assume that the money was the absolute driving force, and it's America, it's capitalism, that's the system. It it should be, you know, according to you know to some. They'd be wrong not to take you know. Thirty, fifty million, whatever the, the you know Saudi Kingdom's paying them to, to show up and run that show. See the, the what they put into the set. It's like they're treating it like WrestleMania. They're building a set. It's crazy. The money that but the fucking you want to talk about opulence? I mean, we got into this a little bit last time. Uh, Saudi Arabia is you know super opulent. Like they're. You know how, like they're saying, like they're like, oh, but Bobby Lashley has muscles on top of muscles, or muscles I didn't, I don't have muscles in places I don't have places. Like you can definitely come up with like a money one like that for, and it would absolutely work no, out yeah. here. Right imagine like, like imagine fifty, imagine you actually wiping your nose with fifty million dollars and then throwing it away because it's dirty. It's essentially, what's going on? Like <laughs> tricking off. Fifty million dollars is crazy, and that's pretty much what. Hey, we want wrestling this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much you think it'll cost? Uh, I don't it's know, like the toy. <laughs> Did you ever? Damn. Yeah. Did you ever see I'm the toy buy, with Richard Pryor? Yeah. Buy yeah. This guy. I want this. <laughs> Daddy, I want this. Uh, I don't know if I can bring an entire, you know. Federation to the country. I want to wear. I want to see John Cena. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And I want a Royal Rumble, but the Royal Rumble's in January. I want a Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, we haven't right. talked about so how funny. I really do think this greatest Royal Rumble bullshit is so watering down the Royal Rumble. Like when they explain the rules, like motherfucker, we know the rules. I just get pissed off every time. Twice last night watching Aaron Byron Saxon explain the rules to the fucking Royal Rumble. And it's just because it's April. I shouldn't be hearing them damn rules. Fucking with my Royal Rumble, man. Uh, So on on to my question. Question number one is in regards to New WWE alliances. How long do you do you foresee the newly formed team of Dolph Ziggler and 
Drew McIntyre remaining a team. I I came up with three fine theories, and I, I would like you to pick from any of these. Do you see them remaining a team for between three and six months? Six months to nine months, or more than a year? Um, that's hard to say. Um, obviously, we just they've been on TV twice. Uh, they seem to be they do seem to do well together. Their explanation of why they're together was was okay. I thought it was paint by numbers. It, nothing to make you really creatively like go, oh, oh, wow, okay, I didn't think of it that way, or oh, I see. There was none of that. It was just this man, this man right here, like not how they got together. I saw him, nothing. They didn't really bother to go deep with it at all, or even <laughs> there. It's very shallow, but it's fine. It's enough. Um, so I'm going to go and with the middle. There's six, six to nine months before, before uh, McIntyre probably turns. Or maybe Ziggler turns on him. And McIntyre goes face. I don't know. It's hard to. Yeah. I can't wait for the night after SummerSlam when they're standing in the ring and Dolph is cutting a weak ass, mid ass promo, and Drew tells him. This whole time I was talking about people resting on their lawn, I was talking about it, and then kicks his head off. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, Damn. man. If, if I'm, I'm so good. Because it'd be great. Like, I just think, and, and Travis, I think I'm higher on Drew's promo than you, but I also realized that that promo that you cut me in the presence of Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph Ziggler has said a lot of things over the years that sounded good at the moment and did not come to fruition. So I hope that this is over way sooner than later that Drew gets rid of him and that's what good to go from there. Kyron, um, I would honestly say because of the amount of, like, the shield she's floating around, I hope SummerSlam, like, to get them out of here and to make Dolph, uh, maybe they still three months until you send them away and you send the speed song or whatever. But, yeah, I, I don't think what is it, SummerSlam would be, three, like, six, four or five months away. So I'll say three to six months. Cool. What's okay. your, uh... And my second question is in regards to recent WWE returns, and more specifically, Bobby Lashley's recent WWE returns. Who do you guys believe that Bobby Lashley's long-term program will be with since he has not been placed into a long-term program at this time? Well, you know, Miz would have been perfect. Like, Miz would have been perfect for that. Um, probably Elias, I think. Yeah, maybe. yeah. why not Elias? Why hasn't he been placed in one already? Probably Elias, because Elias seems to pull a fast one on Bobby Roode, and maybe they end up got 
struggling, whatever they have is backlash. But yeah, I think Bobby Lashley and Elias is a good fit. Um, you know, you still don't know if Ben Balor is going to stay as a as a face for Tokyo. So that's been difficult. Um, but yeah, right now, based on who they have to choose from from the uh, the heel pool, um, they involved in a tag team. Unless they plan on keeping him on together for a little while and having him go against Mateo and Sandy or, or something to that effect, then, uh, then yeah, they're probably alive. Anything else for us? Um, no. Okay, don't force it. All right, <laughs> so I'm good. Hey man, appreciate the call as always. Um, it's uh, as promised. Let's head up to uh, to Brooklyn, and then we'll go to Chicago. I see you, Marty. Jump back on. Uh, Mike, what's happening? What's going on? My guys, what's going on? What's up, Mike? Not too much, man. What's up? No, same shit, regular shit. Real quick, music brief. I'm a brief y'all that KOD. Lord, have mercy. The who? Hey, hey, keep Mike. That, that, keep it. That. I don't want it, Mike. I would, you know, you know what's crazy, that. Mike. I would listen to it on the strength of your recommendation. If I didn't have to hear any other Cole fan tell me how I'm not on the proper level of intelligence to appreciate J Cole. Oh, J Cole. So I'm going yeah. to take your word for it, and I'm going to say. Mike is probably really good, and you couldn't pay me enough to listen to But it's because people are terrible, not because you're terrible or Jake Holton. No, nah, that's your fire. That's your fire. I ain't going to lie. I've been rocking that. I've been rocking Waste the Talent. That's Jim Jones' new album. Like, his sound, his sound right now. Yeah, they say that Jim Jones is really good. And he hasn't, Jim Jones doesn't have a bad album quite as kept. Like, nah, but it's just, nah, it's just like just more enhanced and more mature, like with that Rock Nation stamp and everything on it. It's just like it's just like they put that, you know what I'm saying? They do. They, I mean, they get credit because I think people love wearing that they were playing hats, but they don't get enough credit for like their artist development and how guys under their label don't get in trouble. And I think seems to make like we're fine. Uh, like really cohesive projects. So yeah, I'm a, I'm actually I'm gonna get a Jim Jones album um, probably when I get in the house. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite joint off of that so far is called Never Did the Three Chords. I'm gonna definitely peep that. I think um. Yeah. Matter of fact, he got I some shit on there. today? Today's Wednesday. I think um. Yeah. Big to the internet, Mike. Like the internet is like my new favorite like hip hop band. I think their album yeah. comes out Friday. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. I think a swap for a swap. I'm going to give it a shot. Like, Carl Trey and the other cats, you know, coming up in the last week trying to shut me down. I ain't, you know, I ain't just one-sided and one-minded. Like, I listen to a little bit of everything. Like, I fuck with a man and dragons. I listen to, you know, I listen to a lot of shit. Old shit. ACDC, like Imagine. I listen to a lot of things. Yeah, Imagine Dragons. 
wasn't the guest. They did the, the um, they did the, they did the monster joint um for Dame Bryan on oh, no, uh, on Mania Third. Yeah, now I fucked with them. They they got some shit. Um, Lincoln Park, you know, couple of you know, I fucked with them. Like, cause I don't know, you know, I met. I might have got misinterpreted a little bit, you know, like, as far as, like, what I was getting at, you know what I'm saying? You know, certain shit, but we're going to leave that, you know, for last week. We on to this week, you know, <laughs> this week. We're going to leave that in the past. But, um, like I was saying, though, like, as far as, you know, the Roman thing, that's the only thing I'm going to harp on. Yeah, you can blame Vince and you can blame, you know, creative and all that, but you know, at some point, you got to blame the individual they self because they're not connecting, they ain't coming across. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's everything. It's yeah. your demeanor. It's your, it's your body language. It's everything. We're, 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 what, we're stone. What, gives your, what gives your argument that much more credence, uh, Mike? Is that... Because it's like... He's a, he's such a likable guy. Everybody likes him backstage. Like everybody likes Joe Anaway. Like he'd be cracking people up. Apparently, yeah. He got jokes. He'd probably be busting on people. You know who knows? But he got he, like he uh, cool, mad personality. Cool but it's yeah. when he comes out as Roman Reigns, something and the red lights on. Things change, and 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 nobody. I don't think they figured it figured out. Uh, as, as a babyface, obviously, especially, um, what 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 to do about that? Like, how do right. we get that guy locker room Joe and Anaway? You know, more of him in the Roman Reigns character. You told him what to do is turn his ass heel, let him loose, turn him heel. Guarantee if he talk, but people didn't even think that was a good idea shit. two years ago, and I think it might be. Not a good idea, just because it's. I, I don't know. I I don't like 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 if he if he turned heel and it didn't work, it you know people that say oh see you shouldn't have turned him heel like yeah he waited so long and it's just people are super apathetic and they don't care one way or the other heel face just don't want to see him. Uh, oh, I might use the Bruce Mitchell the Bruce Mitchell theory. Like have him take them off. But it's like they can't because they're almost in lockstep with the guy because you you invested so much money and time and energy and effort into this guy that you can't just take him off the TV and replace him with who? That's the whole thing. Like, you can't replace him, you know what I mean, with anybody right now. It's, I mean, on that as far as that brand, and, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, seeing that woke me up, it's like, planet. yeah, it's like, look how Cass was talking, yes, you know, yesterday. Remember, we, we used to cut his ass about how his promo was on NXT, how fucking scared he looked. But this dude, last night, that ain't the same cat that was even standing behind Enzo, if you ask me. This motherfucker mm-hmm. exuded confidence. He talked, you know what I mean? He talked like he already won a championship or, any, or something like that. And, you know, he made you, you know, like really like take heed to what he was saying. Yep. And I like that. I like where they're like they going with that whole dick. You know what I mean? Like, 
I like where they're going with that whole damn big cast thing. And I mean, as far as like, I don't know, like, I heard, you know, bits and pieces of our conversation, you know, a little earlier about as far as like the factions and things of that nature. Yeah. They had, I wouldn't say DS, but they had a DS, you know, group ready made. All the fuck they had to do was send Battle over to SmackDown and they could have made money with those four guys. I think those four together, like their chemistry, is, is, is undeniable. I mean, just look at them last night. Like, they were doing six right. man moves. I did you know what I mean? more about Anderson and Gallows uh, than I have in a long time. Even with Finn, like AJ, you know, something different. Even like yeah, with AJ. I, yeah, I think it's a little bit more like fire under the and ass. With a, you know what I mean? Not to knock Finn. But look how much they put into the uh, into that match, especially the finish and the angle. Oh yeah, like they've never given us half as much, uh, half of that to care about them to give us any kind of connection and make us care about uh, Anderson Gallows before. Right, with Finn. So I'm gonna cut well, Finn a little all... slack. Maybe if they did that same or similar, you know, angle with. Been you know, a few weeks ago in Raw or something when they were still just those the Power Club. Then I'm like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe. But, you know. Yeah, but in my mind, it all dates back to one guy, and that's that man, that's the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And in my eyes, and you know, in the scope of things, he doesn't see Finn on the level of the agent, like. I think that's how he look at it. I believe he feels like Finn is like maybe five notches below AJ Styles. I don't think he see them on the same, you know, on the same level. And I love to remix the the, the Shinsuke um, song because he came across so more, you know, so more fucking assholeish and menacing, like almost, almost like, almost like um, Tatsuya Naito. Almost in that van. Well, the main reason love is to get to keep people from chanting along and yeah. singing along with the with the song. I would love oh, to see okay. a faction. Had to be. You heard me. I would love to see almost a new faction with a League of Nations, almost like deal with uh, him, Rusev, and uh, and Rock. Who was the last one? Andrade. Andr- oh, okay. Was Zelina Vega? Was Zelina Vega almost as the mouthpiece? That'd be crazy, I think. But I think um, Anderson the Gallows. I think they get a you know a decent size push as far as like being in contention with. Um, you know, bludgeoning and all that. What I don't want to see is what we saw a glimpse of last night, and that's another fucking New Day ball for you. Oh, my God. They did that to death on wrong. I don't remember, but I take your word for it. <laughs> not a, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the ball is the ones that uh, they ended the New Day's... Uh, oh, yeah, they took the belt. Uh, uh-huh. They finally got their shit together. Yeah, that was that storyline. Yeah, remember, like, they was... You know, together for like the previous three or four months before that. 
Yeah, so I mean, but I, it, it's looking up certain, you know, aspects. I mean, now what took me by surprise on Monday night is when they got together. It's like it's just something with them two right now. Like I think they're gonna stick out like a sore thumb, and that's Dolphin Drew. Drew Galloway is is, is stick out money. in a good way or a bad way. Good way. Drew Galloway is money. I don't know. Maybe he's bringing something to the table that Dolph was missing. But I think the little yeah. bit of intensity and a little bit of fire under Dolph ass that I hadn't seen, you know, in a while. And Drew's just, Drew's just money. Like, I mean, promo wise, what he's, what he's taught, like, he's a man now. Like, he's not just the same kid. He's not the same person at all. And they, yeah. they kept, they kept going to that, you know, while they were um talking. They was like, Drew ain't, and he ain't. Like, dude is, dude is a world-traveling man, man. It's like, the way he come across, you know, in his promo, everything confident is just flowing. And he got the ability and the look. Like, I'm like, this dude is just, like, he's money. He's fucking money. Waiting to be made. That's just all a matter of them not fucking it up. Yeah. That dude is a bag yeah. of money waiting to be made. And them two together, even against um, Wyatt and uh, Hardy, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Brawl's going to need it. Their tag division is going to certainly uh, <laughs> could use all the teams, credible teams they can get. I mean, you got them two. You got Sammy uh, and KO. Bigler in the tag division at all. That'd be great. Yeah, because I think it's too right now. Still too a little bit undecided and a little bit too crowded at the top. I could see them having a background feud with Breezango, and it fits their gimmick about you know not living up to your potential and wasting whatever all that kind of shit Drew was saying. Like yeah, they could they could start with them. Yeah, that's yeah. I can see them. I can see that happening too. I can see that happening too. Them being like the top hill team, or somewhere down the line, AOP being like the top, you know, baby team. Because I, I, I think, um, I don't know how long you could do the whole broken mat and breaking. I don't know how long of a shelf life that that might have. You know, I'm confused then, though. Um, the equalizer or the eliminate dominator? What was this? Silly tournament they're put together. The tag team eliminator. The tag team eliminator. Uh, that's not what we're getting at the great, great, greatest Royal Rumble show, yeah. is it? Yes, yeah. we are. But that's I, the final. But I thought it was. But I thought AOP won their bracket. No, they they. I don't think they were in it. Oh, yeah. then they show up. They showed up in like. Beat up Rhino and Heath, who had lost yeah. their match. I don't know because I, I saw I saw I thought it was the Bar versus uh, Matt and Jeff and Matt, or Matt and Matt and Bray. Matt and Bray got like yeah. you know overwhelming uh, uh, the overwhelming vote total. Um, okay, so all right, so I guess AOP wasn't in that tag team eliminator. Nah, they wasn't. It was always right. the winner face right. um the ball at um greatest rumble. Okay. That was always I just the, the, the game. Been confused. 
Yeah, yeah. And not for nothing, right. guys. I think I think Shinsuke takes the title. And uh, last thing, last but not least, because I know I think he takes the title. And uh, well, I'll and then Hans like nah, because I think they're gonna save all the you know the winnage. Well, Mike has some conviction with your argument, man. I was ready to ready to hear a good argument on why he would. Now you're like ah, maybe not. Because I think that might, I think in people's mind that might overshadow uh, Roman. Because I believe Roman's going to win. So I think, and I think that might overshadow people. So they might, they might hold it to backlash with some sort of stipulation match between him and AJ. I think it'll be some deal like that. And, um, lastly, oh so, no, you have a bunch um, of titles changing hands at that show. People start feeling some kind of way about. WrestleMania. Yeah, it, it'll make Mania feel like a placeholder for Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, and I did look at the uh, the Impact Redemption pay per view. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And surprisingly, you know, they let Pentagon win the Impact fight. But, you know, he's one of the hottest around right now. So, you know, it is. Yeah, it's such a a departure from what you'd expect them to do. But they're actually going with a top talent people don't feel like were forced down their throats who has, like, credibility elsewhere. It's really interesting. Now, like, do you trust TNA to tell the story of a masked international champion going forward? I don't know, but I, I think that... This this shift of TNA to work with people who are well known in other companies is actually and not well known for being from other companies, but in working with other companies because I think there's a difference. I think it's kind of a cool thing that they're trying to do, and like hopefully it works. I think it's gonna come off for them. I think it's gonna help them. And another thing that shocked the shit out of me is when uh is when Eli Drake and Scotty Steiner won the tag title and. How that fucking place erupted when the damn that sixty year old man got up on that top rope and did that Frankie. You see how he landed? Yo, see almost, I was like, is, is Scott Steiner gonna get back face, up? Yo. Like, thank God Scott Steiner's pecs are as big as the ring, or Scott Steiner might be yeah. dead. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, he just landed. He I, it off, he was I mean, the landing was yeah. not great, but he, nah, definitely he got wasn't. up, got over. I mean, Definitely vertebrae not. and back back muscles, ligaments got <laughs> snapped out of place. But all oh, right, Mike, man. good shit, man. Appreciate you. All right, fellas, talk to you on this. All right, Mike. Definitely. All right, let's uh, all right, speed things up a little bit. Got a, a, another email for Brian Austin. This time it is specifically for the non-VIP uh, uh, this week. Uh, hello, friends. I, I think it's so funny. Uh oh. Oh wait, yo <laughs> wait, wait. I think it's so funny when Shinsuke Nakamura gives AJ a nut shot and then he holds the pose for several seconds. <laughs> yeah, that is great. Um once you think about it, WWE hasn't done groin shots in a while. Uh Impact Wrestling was doing them once a week. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he holds it there just to let you like everybody saw that, right? Low blow. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. 
Yeah, he does maintain um, Yeah. Uh, Brian also says, I know Carmella doesn't like getting hit in the face. Who who actually likes getting hit in the face? Uh, but Charlotte trying to smash Carmella's face into the table was weak. I, I think she slipped. I, I, I just think it was one of those things where Charlotte went for the move, slipped, and Carmella still tried to sell it. It just looked, looked bad. But <laughs> Charlotte made up for it by flipping that table on her reckless as fuck. Because I think she was frustrated because the – the previous move looked so bad that just it's one of those things before you get the before you catch yourself you just ah and you're frustrated and frustration takes over um if smackdown was taped on tuesday and the show on thursday there would have been a a jump cut so it didn't look so bad thanks yeah for sure they would have edited that to, to so it wouldn't have been so uh so botched uh, let's get this Jabron email. Uh, Jabron says, what up, fellas? Three questions for y'all this week. Uh, why hasn't any more more talk – why hasn't it been more talk in the sports world about Brian being cleared to return to wrestle after he's been through uh, – after all he's been through with his concussions? <clears throat> I just thought given the fact that the concussions is a big concern in all sports, it's and it's uh, constantly being talked about, I would think those sports would – want to know how and what he did to finally get back, get the okay to go back and wrestle and talk with the doctors as well as see what they found to give to give them the okay. I know most people in other sports don't care about wrestling and this isn't this is not a story about wrestling to me. I think it's a medical breakthrough. I could be wrong, uh but I feel what he did could help all sports. Yes. And I don't think that they haven't. Like the sports concussion community is, you know, we we literally got to see it grow with the with the creation of uh, Chris Nowitzki's uh, his first group that he put together back in in '05 or '07 or yeah, right '07 after after Benoit. Um. And his concussions that he dealt with. I forget the institute or what it was called. Um, But trust and believe that they know everything Daniel Bryan has done and and will do in the future. All those, that whole community of doctors and neuroscientists and therapists. And please believe they are all getting the same information or at least have access to it. I don't know what they're actually doing with it. But it is available, I'm sure. They're like, yeah, this type of thing doesn't go under the radar. If you know it, they know it. To piggyback on that, I I agree with Travis that the medical people and the people behind the scenes absolutely know what's going on. I also think you have to remember, most people who would identify themselves as MMA fans don't think people get hurt in wrestling. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but people who don't Why'd you specifically say MMA? Only because that's the most direct correlation to something that they do. Um, That's the thing I can think of most similar as far as watching a guy go against another guy one-on-one. That's who draws the biggest decision between real fighting and fake fighting. Okay, I'm just thinking more along the lines of concussions. I I would think the NFL. And that's another thing. They don't, that's not something that's, that they're, it's the, the 
leagues themselves don't want to talk about concussions. Yeah. So you're not going to the, the NFL isn't going to commission an article or or a series of articles be written for for various sports medicine magazines and stuff that it's you know like nope nope we don't want lawsuit padding you know any I don't know they're not talking about concussions yeah yeah but you but they definitely their doctors and their science folks know all the information and all the treatments and various things Brian went through. To 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 get clear. Remember, Brian went all over the world, or at least all over the country for sure, and probably a good, you know, I'm sure he went to some, you know, Germany. They got, you know, they're 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 pretty well known for for state of the art healing and and shit like that. I don't know brain, but certainly like you know, Kobe went over there and got himself a uh, an air a, a, an Aryan cadaver ligament or something. Yeah, Kobe came back with a whole new leg. So, all right, thanks, Brian, for that email. Or, no, Jabron, and you aren't done. Shit, I put it in the trash. <laughs> Whoops. Um, uh, what's the likelihood that Dolph Ziggler would leave the WWE, even though he said he, does not, he doesn't want to leave? Uh, if, he's, if he were to leave, uh, what, could, what could he do on the indies? And why haven't they been doing much with him? Could it be because... Uh, they now have so much talent, or they, or do they not have anything for him to do at this point? Because he's not. Um, that, I mean, that's it's weird you would write that when he gets put back good. on TV in a prominent, you know, spot. He's not good. That's the reason. He's not good at his job. That's why they don't do more with Damn. him. They tried. I told Sean, and Sean is my man, and he's a Dolph Ziggler fan. I was like, look, I understand that you like the guy. But after 13 yeah. years, you can't tell me there's something that I'm missing about the guy. You know? He's good <laughs> you in the You just don't see it, Cam. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But, but no, and Sean, no, and he conceded that. He's like, no, you're like, you're right. Like, I can't, what's there is there. Me liking it, you not liking it is different. But, like, no, they, I mean, I, I don't know a bigger compliment that you can give a guy than having him under the umbrella for 13 years. Now, regardless of what I think, they like him, they think he's a good hand, and they have tried over and over again. Um, and it took them a while. Because there was a time when we all, me included, thought that Dolph Ziggler had that thing and they needed to push him to the top. And it was almost like um, a slower burn with Ken Kennedy because, you know, jumping higher, running faster, he's better than that than Kennedy was. But Kennedy had that thing where we thought he was here to shot at being that guy. But as opposed to how... Kennedy had a million people in his ear telling him to do this and that, and he kind of tried to do everything and stuff with nothing. Dolph said, fuck what y'all talking about. I'm going to do this, and this is going to work for me. And it's definitely worked for his bank account, but there aren't new Dolph Ziggler fans. There aren't new people saying, what about Dolph's push? Like, he's not good. And that's not – that sounds like an insult, but it's an observation of what I've seen for almost half of my life. He's not good. They don't do – they do what they – they have him as the conduit for the guy they think is the next big thing. And that is definitely a compliment to him. But as far as doing something to make him stand out from the pack, they've tried like five times. With five times with like 20 different opponents in like 15 different situations. It hasn't worked. And so, you know, if it was your money, I think that you'd say, you know, 
it's I like having him around. He's going to give us good matches, but let me try to put money into somebody who's going to make me more money, not the same money. He's not good. And also, to get, for the first part about not wanting to leave and what could he do on the indies, he had his chance. Remember, I went, I went nuts when he signed like a three-year contract six months ago, or at least that was the story. That was what we heard, and I reacted like, what? I thought he was going to go do comedy or go do this or go do that or be a fucking asshole on Fox News or, you know, who knows. And then he signed a three-year contract, like not a year. Not it didn't extend till the end of the year or just sign up, re-up for a whole another year. Three years, that's a significant contract for a 38-year-old, uh, you know. Like, fam, <laughs> what happened yeah. to all that? I want to do other things. And I and I t- remember talking then like I just I don't he's been under the WWE umbrella that's it he's the first guy to come up at least in the modern era strictly HWA OVW like he didn't do anything before right out of Kent State right into developmental and he went through all the developmentals <laughs> you know <laughs> HWA OVW. Uh, 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 deep South, Florida, whatever you know, yeah. And then next, no, not NXT, but still. So uh, he had his chance to see what he could have did on the Indies and how much money he was he was worth. I think he could have got paid. I think he could have, yeah. with half the effort, gotten more attention than Cody Rhodes did. You know, two yeah. years ago when he uh, when he started his thing, he could have like you know what I'm gonna do a bullshit version of what Cody did. I'm gonna put out this list, maybe not do exactly, but hey, I got this list, and you know, pay me five grand a show and pay for my travel. I'll 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 show up. Yeah. All right. And finally, from Jabron, what do you expect we'll get out of this show Friday? They're great. Greatest Royal Rumble. I'm guessing some of the matches will be a setup for the next pay per view, which is Backlash. Uh, thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show. Yeah, well, Backlash isn't going to have seven seven titles on it because you know you're going to have both women's titles uh, on, and they're, yeah, they're just so so. Some of those things, like I wouldn't be surprised if Roman doesn't defend at Backlash because Joe is the setup, so. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think they'd find a way to have. But the whole point of this split, or not split, but rejoin, it was so they could have Roman on every show. So to have your first one and then not have Roman on it. Uh, so I don't know who he wrestles on that show, and I definitely don't know who he, who he defends against because it's not going to be Brock Lesnar. I, I don't think. Three Brock yeah, Lesnar matches in six weeks. Could you imagine? Your body would be like, fuck you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Your, your, your pocketbook would be like, fuck you. That's a lot of money. Paying Brock oh, Lesnar. yeah, you're right. <laughs> your pocketbook would be like, shut up, body. <laughs> I'll buy you new ankles. I'll buy you a new nah, spine. <laughs> shut up, body. is hilarious. All right. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm thinking we get three title changes. And a lot of it, yeah, it's probably just set up for 
for Backlash. Uh-oh, Bianca Belair's getting a, uh, getting a video package. Yeah. They were in Bel Air, California. I wonder if they did anything uh, with her on that show. <laughs> That'd have been interesting. All right. You know, tonight is uh, is Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano for the title. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, that should be good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... Liam, since this is pretty quick, YT9. Hi, Trav and Cam. Great show last week. Uh, I particularly enjoyed the three-way call with Mike and Rich. Very entertaining. Uh, thanks for your answer to my KO Jericho Mania 33 question a couple weeks back. Uh, Trav's description of Vince was equally entertaining. Awesome. Uh, my question this week, and I know Trav can only watch it live in his truck at best uh, due to the time difference, and I know Trav couldn't really – couldn't really care much less for it, but who's your pick to win the 50-man rumble in Saudi Arabia? Uh, maybe tell us who you want and who you think will win. Keep up the excellent work, as always. Really enjoyable. Listen, all, uh, all the best, YT9. you have a pick? I like Brian's uh, promo. He's definitely got to be a favorite. Yeah, uh, uh, I, think, I think Brian's up there. They could do and, something. Um, they, could, they have an opportunity to have the – Somebody from, you know, in the first five to stay in until the last four or five and go and break, break you know, whatever Ray's record or whoever's got the record now for for length and like, time spent. I think Ray has one to win. I think Ray is Oh, shit, Ray is going to Well, yeah, I, I think Brian is probably the all-time favorite. I do think it's going to be a face. Um like big cat definitely wants to talk Brian. That match. Like in a in a prominent yeah. spot, Big Cass is gonna to get that back last week. Um, got Lashley there. So he puts me behind the guy who's coming back. Um outside of that, um I mean some old Joe's there. I think it has to be a I raw guy the guys to set up something match? with Roman Reigns potentially. Um, are the guys in the ladder match also in the, the Great Royal Rumble? Like, have they said, are people going to score double? 50 of them, I think. Sound guys. So they kind of have to, right? Royal Rumble, yeah. And we're not going to get any NXT dudes, I, I doubt. Yeah. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't that be interesting? Like, Ricochet wins the 50, about 54, a 50 man battle royal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Daniel Bryan is probably it's a chance to do something with him early. Um, you know, not that he needs reestablishing, but to kind of solidify him as a top baby face. Um, he'd probably be that would have been a fun uh poll, Daniel Bryan or the Fiend. I, I, here we go. Here we go. Bryan and Corbin are the last two in the ring and Big Cass cost Bryan. And then the promo he cuts on Tuesday is, you think I was going, I was going to let this little guy just best an, another good big man, like something like fellow seven footer. Yeah. <laughs> and Corbin wins, and and that gives him something, uh, you know, to catapult his raw uh, his raw start. Mm-hmm. So. 
Thanks, YT. Appreciate it. Uh, let's head back to the phone lines real quick, and let's talk to Marty. Mart, what's happening? What up? Unmuted and uncensored. <laughs> yep. What's on your mind? Hey, I called it. I called Carmella cashing in money in the bank after WrestleMania. I had that Did down you? pat. The only thing, the only thing that I didn't get was I thought it was going to be Oscar winning the title from Charlotte and then losing to Carmella. You know, score one for Mark. Yeah. Right you yeah, predicted well, a whole done. different thing, but sure. We'll go with that. Hey, hey, when you go with the Mella, you're melatonin or something. I don't know. Marty. Oh, boy. Marty. You, you were doing so well, man. He really <laughs> was. <laughs> Can't fight it, man. Can't fight the feeling. Here we oh, go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, yeah, um, God, what to talk about, what to talk about today, boys, holy cow. Uh, shit. No, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. All this time, Mark. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Uh, do you think they got? Do you think they have big plans for Cass, or is he just kind of like, you know, tall, jobber of the week? I think or... they have plans for him. I, I, I don't yeah. know if I categorize the plans they have for him as big plans, but they certainly have plans, which is. Is, that's that's all you can ask for. Like, oh, they have plans for yeah. good. I mean, cause, and it's cause up I to cast to then make them give, yeah. make him uh, and give him big plans for going forward. Um, yeah. No, I think they definitely have plans with him. I don't, I don't think you uh, put him in there with Brian. Brian's going to see this as a. I mean, Brian's probably at that point. You know, like I'd love to look back and be like, oh yeah, I made cast or whoever. Huh. You know what Orton kind of half halfway wants to do, but he really doesn't care yeah. about some people looking back and going, "Oh, Orton made uh, you know such and such." He really doesn't yeah. care about that. Brian, you could really see care see caring about his legacy and what people you know and and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I gotta say, Cass. You know, some people are are bashing Cass for his uh, promo on uh, on SmackDown this week, I, uh, or on Raw this week. I thought it was actually decent. I, you know, the guy, the guy can talk. Um, yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Raw? Well, he's on SmackDown, so I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent promo. I mean, the, the guy can talk. You know, you know, people, yeah. and I've seen a lot of people online bashing him for not being able to talk and not being able to work. And you know, I think I think the guy has something. So you know, I'd like to see them, you know, go forward and you know develop him some more. And you know, maybe we can get something out of him. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely. My, my thing about seven footers is, um, you know, the reason that Shaq was so popular not only because of how he dominated the game, but he was probably the first guy of that size that could move like a normal person. Like Shaq could dance and joke around. 
um, and just had a fluidity about him. Right. Right. Think about who like think about the era. Think about who we saw right before and and during Shaq, like Manute Bowl and George Murison, who were just seven four freaks of nature. And Shaq was like, no, he was a seven two athlete, even though he was three hundred pounds. Exactly. And you saw that in LSU that, so, you know, dunking on everybody. So, yeah. Cash has that thing, like, where he can move around like like a guy who's not normally constrained by being that size. And so I think that that, like, yeah. that bodes well for him. And, and I, think uh, like, I don't not, think Cash is anything special athletically, though. I, I don't want well, yeah, yeah, to. No, he's not Braun Strowman. He's not, what I'm saying is, like, he's not Colleen. You know what I mean? Where oh, it's literally sure. just about the size. You know? Come on, um, let's not get insulting here. <laughs> so I, I, that's what I'm not doing. Exactly. Like I'm saying, like great. He's, he's he's not just a serviceable big man. Like he moves well, right, for for that size, and combine that with the fact that he's a a an okay to decent promo. Um, and you know he's he's good. He's good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You know, I always thought that uh, him and uh, him and Enzo were, you know, if if they even if they weren't exactly the greatest wrestlers, they they were really good talkers. And you know, I you know I honestly thought that when they split, that they were going to you know build up Enzo to be uh not well that they were that each of them was going to be okay in their own separate way. Well, except you know Enzo went and did whatever he did supposedly. So, you know, um, yeah. So Everybody goes to you here. Enzo's an idiot, and, and that's not an indictment on anything legal or illegal. He's an idiot. And, <laughs> you know, just being an idiot costed him, um, regardless of if he did anything against the law or not. <laughs> so, you know, but I agree, like, it looked like they were both going to be fine, and especially, like, Cavs out the gate getting rid of Enzo, you know, going up against Big Show looked good and menacing at that side. Like, he's – I mean, you got to give him credit for being as big as he is at that side, but still, like, having a very good physique. Like, there, there's a lot of pluses about about Big Cass as a person high up the card, and, you know, the promo that he's cutting right now against Daniel Bryan um, is, is both and well for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, shit. I mean, I'm, I am genuinely confused as to why they're doing something with, I mean, if if, if they were going to put Ronda Rousey in the women's division, which I don't have, I don't have a problem with, you know, have her feud with a top female star is great, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're building her up to feud with Natalia. Why? Freaking Natalia of all people, the ultimate job, well, the ultimate female okay. job. Let, let me break it down, Sam. Break it down for him. Let's not go that far, Martin. Um, so the obvious reasons is because Natalia trained Ronda Rousey. So in the last year, nine months, or however long she's been really, really getting down and training pro wrestling, Natalia's been her main trainer. Um. So when it comes to having a one-on-one feud and match with someone that you want to be passable, great. WrestleMania was good. It was the best debut. It was better than it had any uh, right to be in a lot of in a lot of people's minds. 
but it was a lot of bells and whistles, a lot of personalities, a lot of gimmick, a lot of uh, Stephanie Triple H. I mean, just the whole spectacle of WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one-on-one match on a not-featured pay-per-view like WrestleMania, you're going to have to, uh, you know, you want you want that match to be as good as possible. You don't want Ronda getting exposed, so put her in there with somebody who she's the most comfortable with that knows her, who she knows, and yeah. And the not so obvious Natalia's she's the she for the reason she's the was her trainer probably because she's just the best pure worker technical worker that they have. Uh, yeah. And why wouldn't you? You know, you want to you want to bring somebody along. You I mean, know, I, I, I guess I can. I yeah, I, I guess I can see. I can see her point there. And yeah. I mean, and Marty, especially to in terms of working like, with someone same reason, comfortable with. It's the same reason she's feuding with Nikki from the jump. Like, you want her in there with the most established hands that you have. Um, you know, to as good as WrestleMania was, you know, a lot of that is definitely smoke and mirrors and hidden by their being. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not involved. disagreeing like, with that. Yeah, so I think that, like, for her to feud with Nikki and that leading to a feud with Natalia, like, that's literally your two best, most experienced, most confident performers on the roster who you don't have to worry about losing any steam um, because they're feuding with Ronda Rousey. Like, I think that Sasha Banks is probably their best athlete, but you want Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey two years from now and three years from now when it's a bigger deal. You're not thinking the same thing with Sasha Banks. Is as good of as a worker she is. I mean, I've, you just think about it, like, oh yeah, I never complained about Sasha Banks matches. The most thing you complain, and this was a few years ago, was that she took too many risks. She took she took cr- crazy bumps that her frame, you know, like, eh, one of these days. Um, but you never go, you know, it's not like with Carmella. Like if she does, she sells well. She her offense is uh, credible even at her size. But she's nobody's ring general. You're not thinking about, like, you want somebody, you need Rhonda in there with people who have absolute control of every aspect of the match. Physical part, the putting the match together and the executing the match uh, in, in both those aspects, physical and, and, and move to move to move. And... <laughs> When you're when you're basically still learning, which Ronda Rousey is, she's got to be in there with with the, with those types types that can bring her along, literally. And Mickey James and Natalia are absolutely. I forgot about Mickey, but yeah, but they are absolutely yeah. the two the two best that that company has. Certainly that Raw has, because I would. I would trust Ronda Rousey if she was feuding with Becky Lynch or something over on SmackDown. Like mm-hmm. I would trust, or I would trust yeah. Becky to get her through stuff like, yeah, pro and yeah. and all that. But but yeah, Natty and and Mickey James absolutely makes so much sense. Okay, so watching NXT, this is the third. Oh, that's right, because they're doing everybody's like putting in there like. Uh, Putting in there, I can be Shane Baszler. Oh, okay, Marty. I guess we get get the NXT, Marty. Don't. uh, Marty's got a weird anti-NXT bias. 
don't, I don't get it. Um, but they're doing these features like everybody gets sound bites, they get some action shots. It's really good. Like, wow, they ended with this great shot of Candace LeRae, who I don't particularly care about, <laughs> but that, that was good. And earlier they did uh, uh, Bianca Belair and and uh, Nikki Cross. Mm. This time they did. Uh, and Kyrie Sane. This time they did Vanessa Bourne and Lacey Evans. And and I'm I'm surprised that they uh, that Vanessa Bourne's getting as much TV time and 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 personality stuff as she is. I I don't know if they think they need. Because she kind of fills that iconic duo role. Obviously, it's just one of her. But, you know, super hot and wearing like a feeling. All wrestling outfits are pretty revealing. But, like, made to, like, look sexy outfit. You know, not like (laughs) – she doesn't have comfort and wrestling – Yeah, 
I saw um, a video of uh, Ricochet giving him the people's moonsault. That looks really funny. Yeah. So it was it was a pretty good show from beginning to end. They didn't have no duds. Just those three matches well, alone sound like a worthy a worthwhile show. The tag, the women's tag, uh, uh, Almas versus uh, Black, and and uh, what did you just say? The other yeah, that sounds pretty damn sweet to me. And Ky- Kyrie sings for um for Shane Baszler. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was a pretty good match too. Even though um my girl lost, but um still it was a pretty good match. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a pretty good show. I was on the floor, so I got to see everything. I was in like the fourth row. Nice. And, and, yeah, I, I I probably I don't know how I'm gonna be watching that Royal Rumble joint. I'm gonna be at work, but a lot of times yeah. on Friday. If we ain't got no charts to do, I'll probably be watching that joint on my phone. And my daggone boss says she probably be doing the same thing if we ain't got nothing to do. If I have one of the vans that have Bluetooth in it, I'll certainly put it on um, just so I can at least just hear what, you know, just listen to it like a damn radio show or like a like a right. radio broadcast. Um, uh-huh. But if I don't, I, don't I mean, I guess I could still do the same. It's not the really. The, I mean, I could still just play it on my phone. Uh, but you know, driving around with it not hooked up to the speakers is not not great. Um, yeah, uh, it's just like this thing is almost like if I feel like if they going through all this mess to get Roman the belt, they should just put it on WrestleMania. Gave it to him at WrestleMania and just kept on going. I don't. I feel for some well, reason they have I feel a big like giant main event for the Saudi show though. Yeah, well they could have did the damn rematch and had Brock lose against him again. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call and get it over with. But I got a I got a strange feeling that Roman might not win that match. I got an odd feeling that Samoa Joe is going to mess in that steel cage match. When Roman is trying to um climb, go for the door, that's when Samoa Joe going to come down there and close the door on his head. Brock going to hit him with the F5 and win the match. But would that make okay, sense, though, for the promos Joe has been cutting? Because he's been saying, hey, yeah. somebody, some miracle. I guess the miracle could be him overcoming Joe's interference, but if somebody, some miracle you win... um. You would think he would want Roman to win because then he gets a universal shot, universal title shot at Backlash. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, but since the belt ain't on, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, yeah. Yeah, they, haven't, feel it they haven't done a great job explaining being absolutely clear. Uh, it's just kind of just, hey, we go by history and the precedent and just, you know, We'll see. That's what happens when you got three shows in six weeks or seven weeks or whatever. Mania, Greatest Royal Rumble, Backlash, whatever the time frame, the, the, the gap yeah. is. But one thing I'm shocked that nobody talked about before y'all let me go, those fake fans yep. that they had over in the corner cheering for Roman Monday night. Wait, why do you think they're fake? Because of how quick the camera went over to them? Yeah, because one of the guys, the main guy that was cheering for Roman, he had a universal title, and he had on 
he had on a white jump um sweatsuit. Later on in the night, they never did show back to that camera angle and show him over in the corner until it was time for No Way Jose to come out on. And then he had on a um, basketball jersey and a hat and the, the regular WWE cha- title um, champ for No Way Jose. And it had the same Wait, damn camera so angle. you're saying the same guy, then you're sure the same guy just completely did a, like, concert thing where you wardrobe change? Yep. First of all, Willis, yeah. we know that was you. What? <laughs> <laughs> we know that was you out there cheering for Roman Reigns. Yeah, and I wasn't in no ghetto-ass St. Louis or where the fuck they were at. <laughs> that's that's the reason why people probably were cheering for Roman because they probably don't get to see no wrestling out there anyway. So they was just happy to see anybody's monkey ass. <laughs> see, that's some because they just northeastern really? spoiled <laughs> brat fan perspective. Good lord! Outside of, um, outside of that, looks like I've been to eight conventions this I- year, motherfucker. It's only March, yeah, April. <laughs> The crowd reacted how WWE was wanting to, for the most part. Like, they cheered the faces and booed the heels. Like, it was a pretty, like, by-the-numbers crowd in in an era where we have to point out where the crowd is by the numbers. But that was, like, it was weird. I I, I can't, I won't go as far to say that it was, like, a conspiracy and they were playing, but it was weird to hear a Roman chant that was audible enough to follow and for the camera to cut to that's weird. And the camera was like, oh, 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 Paul Heyman looked over in the corner and saw that shit and started laughing. He really did. He knew what the fuck was going on. That's why his ass was laughing. He knew about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't that, put it he totally And if you're right yeah. with the wardrobe change, that's weird. Like, who goes that's, to the rest of the right. show with multiple outfits? And multiple titles. I mean, maybe titles, but you carry them at the same time and wear them or whatever at the same time. Yeah, so, but even if Roman wins on fucking whatever day that shit is, guess where they going to be at on Monday night? They going to be in Canada. And yeah. you know Brock Lesnar lives in Canada, right? He He's doing oh, citizenship. I think regardless of what happens, Brock Lesnar ain't showing up Monday. Like, you want me to work on a Friday and a Monday? So you want me to fly to Saudi Arabia for a Friday show and then be in Canada for a Monday show? Yeah. I don't know. If Roman wins, I guess. I don't know. But it don't matter. They're going to boo his ass just because Brock Lesnar represented Canada when he used to come down to the ring in um, UFC. You know how them Canada people are. Just like how when Bret Hart was a bad Canada guy down people. here. How Bret Hart was a bad guy down here, and as soon as him and all the Hart family went up to Canada, they was big time 
baby faces. So I think the same shit is going to happen to Brock, and they just going to boo the fuck out of Roman. In Montreal, just because. We'll see. But that's bizarre world, so we don't know what the hell is going to happen up there. So, But that's it. And enjoy Infinity War when you see it, because I'm seeing it on Sunday, because that's the only day I can see it, because it's sold out Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we're seeing it tomorrow. Yeah, we got, you know, we got Ian's, um, because sometimes people give us free stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam, uh, pours his slender body out for the the cosplay world to see, uh, they, they give you, they, they give you things, and I will, (laughs) I will, uh, I will benefit, I will benefit off his muscles as much as I can. Yep, get some free comic books and some action figures, damn it. I'd do the same thing, too, if I was you. <laughs> See, um, All right, Will. Talk to you. Me, we have another. All right. Um, they're having their uh, their grand opening on the 5th. So oh, so on comic book day. At some point, yeah, at some point I have to, I feel like I have three things like that. It's like a super social day because it's Cinco de Mayo and it's birthdays and it's oh, all kind of shit. So gotta find like 45 minutes to go show some love. Uh, I went, <laughs> I went to the comic shop this uh, to Austin Books and Comics this afternoon or this morning, and uh, one north of campus. You know, she's like, she, huh? The one north of campus. The one, yeah, the one on Lamar. And she's like, you know, are you, are you coming to free comic book day? And I'm just so used to my my old schedule. And I'm like, oh, absolutely, I'll see you there. And but no, I'm going to be fucking working. I don't have like <laughs> weekends anymore. So uh, actually, like we should have probably linked up in the last <laughs> three or four days while I've been off. Uh, um, let's get these fan by fans in before it gets. You know, cumbersome to do. Um, but yeah, my damn schedule. So I'll have to hit you off with what, what my shit looks like now going forward. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool to go to. Yeah. So, all right, let's. Uh, damn, I think this might be Craig. 111111. Uh, uh, who's this? What up? It's Craig. What's happening, Craig? I don't uh, Can you be this game seven. And what? I said, can you Craig be Craig is like, no. Craig is starting all the internet beefs. I don't know if anybody is paying attention, but like Craig is literally standing the flame on all the internet beefs. And he's like crossing over into like different, like genres like, like Craig is now down with, Movie Trailer Reviews Network. Like, Craig, I see what you're doing. I think you're trying to take over it's all fun. of It's fun. I'm watching. What did it's I do? It's fun being in a random, like, thread, or, or, or you're just, like, uh, a tweet that gets a bunch of likes and retweets, so you're like, oh, come across it. And you're just scrolling through, scrolling through, and then there's Craig talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> or that, that oh, thread, like... What? Now, like, I gotta like it just so he know I saw it. <laughs> yeah, we see you out here, Craig. I only know one. I only got one beef. Like and it Taylor wasn't really Swift even a beef. Covers, but... covers Earth, Wind, and Fire. 
And then you'll see Craig down there. This bitch ain't got no kind of soul. What was she thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys know I called in to talk about Kanye, right? No. Oh, no. shit. Oh, man. Oh, All right. Man. No, I, okay. I haven't. I've oh, only called hey, one time in the last uh, in the last two months. I just looked at my my uh, calendar, and I have had to work like all these Wednesdays. And then I was uh, um, only had one Wednesday off the last two months. Yeah. But um. I just got my SmackDown ticket for Toledo, and uh, they're out here next June. And it was twenty dollars. Oh, not bad. Yeah, not are they bad. good seats? Well, I don't sit when I go there. I go upstairs, and there's this uh, this bar area which has like bar stools and tables and stuff like that. So I watch it. And it showed on the screen. And it showed on the screen. You actually oh, no. over. Okay. No, it overlooks the whole arena, and it, it's okay. Yeah, I'll I don't see like in your pictures, even like when you were at like uh, I don't know Pittsburgh or, or or Pistons or a Lions game. I don't know, but you're always like at the, and you make a point to say, "Hey, I'm at the whoever's bar is named after," blah blah blah. So yeah. I didn't know that was your thing. Like you make a point of <laughs> just leaving your seat empty. Like yeah, like this. I'm going to go to stand stand up and. Watch the thing. I've always liked standing, whether it's a, a football game or a hockey game or anything like that. And they have a nice yeah. standing room section upstairs with the in Toledo. I'll be up there. So we game seven. Are you watching but, tonight? Blue Jackets or something? Uh, Boston and Toronto. Oh, it's okay. been a good game. It's four to three now. Yeah, Flyers got freaking washed. They got one. They won one game. And I was like, why are y'all stretching this? Stretching this out. <laughs> now you got the rematch from uh, after that game one. We lost seven, seven nothing. <laughs> they made the Homer Simpson gift. It's like Philly, uh, Flyers fans be like, <laughs> they had Homer disappear into the bushes with a Flyers shirt, come back with a Sixers shirt, dad on. Like, no, I'm back. Anyway, yeah. So uh, I'll make this quick. Make this yeah. quick. Uh, I don't think Roman's gonna win on Friday because it, it was supposed to be a culmination. If they wanted to just put, if it was about the title, they could have just put the title on him at like a Great Balls of Fire or a, a Royal Rumble or something like that. The 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 culmination was supposed to be WrestleMania. I don't think a I don't think so Saudi Arabia Royal Rumble. I mean. They could have done it at the Royal Rumble. Maybe they wanted the greatest Royal Rumble. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's about the. It, it's not about the title. It's about him becoming. He's he's taking that transfer from the Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar four years ago. It's supposed to be about like he's the man now. It was never about the title. Yeah, I mean a little bit about the title. Well, that's why I was shocked when he lost at uh, WrestleMania. I, I wasn't. I was at WrestleMania and I left before the match because I told you I would. What? And I was outside and my friend texted me, one of the Steel Cage guys. He said, "Oh, Lesnar won, by the way." I'm like, really? <laughs> that makes no sense. 
So you left? You didn't even like put it on on your phone on the network. You just left and was like, "Fuck that match." Damn. No, I went outside. I went. I left the building and I went and uh, and I didn't really plan it out that well because I forgot to pee before I left. So I'm on the I'm on the concourse on the outside of the building, and I had to pee and they I had to find a porta potty on the other side of the building. Shit. So I ended up leaving with everybody else. On the other side of the Silverdome. Superdome, yeah. Superdome, yeah, yeah, my bad. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I ended up, because I left everything early that weekend because I was trying to get Uber home. And if you wait until everybody's out there, the, the oh, rates are going to be jacked. Whew. Yeah, I mean, a couple of the Steel Cage guys got screwed by that in the surges. And so I left, I left Joey Janela's early. I left the Supercard of Honor early, one match early. And I left WrestleMania <laughs> early trying to get that Uber. Yeah. I ended up. No, that'd be by the, the time difference I between, you know, a $22 ride and a $62 ride. Fuck Oh, it that. was more than that. It was Guys, like $130 story. they were um, in people We left the hotel yeah. at 4 o'clock on Monday. And I told Faye, we're going to the lobby. I'm like, yo, get the Uber now. She's like, okay, wait until we got downstairs. And for two, the Uber went $27 to $64. And went back That's down insane. 20 minutes later. And Faye was about her paper, and she was not happy. <laughs> See, Dang. at that point, you should just stick around. There's There was all kinds of things to do around there. We ended up walking over to Bourbon Street and just hung out there for a while. Yeah, you can do that in New Orleans or no, we did. at no, the we Garden. Did. I mean, this was, when we this were, was Monday, I'm saying. We, like, we'd leave. <laughs> yeah. When we were in Newark oh, for, uh, for Extreme Rules, the damn Uber back to Manhattan was $200. Nope. Right? Four, six times, <laughs> whatever. We ended up getting nope. a... Regular cab for sixty bucks. It's like, hey, can you get us back to Manhattan for sixty bucks? African guy was like, yes, I can. <laughs> Shit. That's what we ended up doing after Supercard of Honor. Uh, I ended up canceling the Uber, and a guy was there in a cab, a regular ass cab, in a van, and he said, "Hey, are you going to downtown or whatever?" And I said, "Yeah." And he's like, "If you can find." seven more people to get in this van, you guys can like split it and it'll be cheaper than your Ubers or whatever. So I ended yeah. up getting in this van with like eight people and they were packed in like yeah, sardines. You gotta get the funny. people though. Oh, there he'd was enough like, people. He'd be like, yeah, I can get you all there for, for, you know, this, this amount, but he won't give you that price. If, if you get, if you can only muster up yourself or one or two other people, like, Hey, charge you this. I'm gonna charge you the same price. <laughs> I'm going to let you go and get to Durrell and stuff, and I just wanted to say hi, and uh, thanks for all the good content you guys have put out. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Low-key, I'm telling you, Chris is angling for, like, he's going to be that guy in his bio, and he's going to be, like, all, all social media webs, all podcast webs lead to me. And it's going to be him with, like, super long fingers that are photoshopped into, like, strings. I'm telling you, it's coming. Uh, all right, let's head down to Georgia and talk to Darrell. 
Uh, Darrell, what's happening, man? What up? What's going on, Trav? What's up, Cam? What is the deal, man? Yeah, Nothing, Mike uh, and Darrell, these you know, those are, 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 are later in the show calls. And uh, with Cam's schedule, yeah, I haven't been able to talk to these guys in a few weeks. Been a minute, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I speak to Cam, though. I speak to Cam. And first off, I want to start off by saying congratulations to Travis for being the plug and putting these guys on, man. And um, everybody oh, coming on saying congrats to um, Cam. Understand that. Good job, Cam, getting the new show and everything. But I got to give congrats to the big homie, the OG, Trav, because without him being the plug and putting y'all little homies on, y'all wouldn't be able to make it right now. So to y'all well, put people on, that. then y'all be big homies, then we get all that. But congrats, Trav. Selfishly trying to make myself look, surround myself with people to make me look better and if it worked out for them then yeah that's great but it it, it was it, it really was about me <laughs> so the, the ongoing joke that we have when we get like when a wade is nice enough to host us or uh we end up doing our own show we all tell the story about how it's yeah, part of the, the east coast cast hosted by travis bryant and yeah 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 but then when travis gets on somebody else's show they forget to name Rich and Cameron. Those don't come up. So, so no, yeah. You don't have to thank him, Darrell. We've done enough of that over the years. It's fine. He's been. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. But I'm saying, I'm saying it out. And, <laughs> I'm saying it out loud so everybody can hear. Forget all that secret stuff. You got to. If you're gonna amp me up, you're gonna amp me up out loud in front of everybody. And big up to oh, Dre exactly. too. He get congratulations too. Because if it wasn't for him and his schedule was changing, none of this would come. And Travis, um, Webb of coaching. We never got out there. Look, that is hey, man, coming up with Dre is, um, 10 years with the torch. The most, uh, yeah. Yeah. Dre is super selfless, and Dre has never shown anything but love for all the projects that we're part of. So we, um, yeah, definitely appreciate I appreciate Dre for the, the conversations you've had outside of this stuff. So no, Dre, Dre is great. Like, it's just um, – Every, the way everything came together, I think, was great for everybody. And it's cool that we all have our own things to hang our hat on now, and that's just gonna that's just gonna keep going. We can't can't wait for the, the little homies to come up under us. Yep, 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 yep. And that survey that you gave out, don't tell me that's that survey that you gave me back last year in the summertime. Well, then I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> wow, you've been you've been plotting and, and you've been plotting and doing this for a long yeah. time, Cameron. I like yeah, this. Style. I remember when the South Carolina Club was still a thing. The the you, me, and wrestling. I don't know if it had that name, but I certainly remember that concept being something you wanted to do um, when you were trying been, to think about Congress blog uh, uh, and website. Like, yeah, but back to wrestling. I'm going to go back to something that I was speaking on last week, the little um, Dave Meltzer um, thing. Uh, for you guys who were defending Dave, I think y'all were so totally wrong. And, and that guy, I guess when you get older in age, yeah, you, you were number one at a time, but you're trying to hang on and you're trying to keep it. So you come out and you just say whatever. To, to keep but to me, there was nothing. Your name out there. I wouldn't care. 
I wouldn't categorize me well, as defending Dave Meltzer. If you're gonna, because there wasn't anything. I'm just say. saying, people saying they understand where he's coming from. I don't understand because when you come and you're trying to expose somebody, but you don't have the evidence to expose them, but you say it anyway, then you come out and say, well. I don't have the facts in front of me. I don't have the numbers myself, but I'm pretty sure it could be that. No, homie. And if anybody you're going to trust on that, it would be Dave Meltzer, somebody who's all about his No, that ain't real life. That ain't real life. Because somebody come out and say, well, Trav, Trav, you talking to this girl, (laughs) and they come out and be like, well, I kind of sort of know Trav out here fucking your sister. <laughs> well, if but they kind of sort of had a clear history of seeing me fucking their sister, <laughs> then they would have some credibility then. But tell somebody to go back and say he got a thirty-year history at ninety percent, then then um, don't show me that because he got about a ten, twelve year year of um, ten to twelve. But anyway, and again, it, but it, the it thing, is what it is. But it's not exposing some. You're not. When you you just using that language, Dave wasn't trying to expose Bruno. That's ridiculous. He no, I didn't correct. say he was trying to expose Bruno. He was trying to expose oh, okay. the numbers, and he didn't have facts. You can't come out and say whatever like you're saying to a person, and when you're talking about numbers, and if you don't have the numbers to back it up, then you need to be quiet. But you can go, you're coming out saying I don't know the exact thing. But it's not this. You can say that and, then, and be absolutely but right. Y'all was putting it with other sports. Nobody in other sports will come out and do that unless they have the numbers to back up what they're saying. But for just because he got thirty years and this is wrestling, you would accept him coming out just saying whatever, like always. And then oh, it's cool. It it's like cool, but any other sport, with you wouldn't be able to do that. that. You a baseball fan, whatever, trap. like always. Like, damn! Why are you bitter about Dave? What would it? Would it Dave just uh-uh, report I'm just, that, that? I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter about Dave, but I'm just bitter at the fact. <laughs> if you want to call me bitter, I'm just bitter at the fact that people um, say that it's wrong for people to call, um, question him, like he's just Almighty, and nobody can't and nobody can't say that. A lot of people have track records and don't live up to it. A lot of heroes were heroes when they was on top. But then years it ain't about hero. This ain't about personality. This is about numbers and facts. The and, fact of the matter okay, is the 188 number is, is exaggerated. And the fact and that he didn't say, oh, but the exact number is 152 or whatever, he knows that 188 is bullshit. And he was saying, yo, 188 is bullshit. He don't know. He don't know. Because he said he don't know. He said, I'm not sure. All right. That's not if the story changes, I'm just not is up that, on it. That's, then, that's, that's, that's what he tweeted. He tweeted right out. Okay. He tweeted that in the same tweet that everybody going and talking crazy about. He said that. He said he don't know. He's not sure. That's not That's not calling out. You can't say you you quoting facts if you ain't, if you ain't quoting facts. You can't be mad at 2 plus 2 equals. Yeah, let me just put in kind of kind of how I feel about the situation because my initial reaction was like, I don't understand why he said that. But I think you do have to take into account his personality, and I'm one of those people who probably almost to a fault is like somebody just died, you don't say nothing about them, 
anything but crazy. I, I do fall into that, but my thing is if I am the guy who is probably the most trusted voice when it comes to wrestling, um, as far as the facts and the facts, and people around me who are doing pseudo obituaries who never met the man, who don't actually care about the man, who wasn't friends with him, if they're out here putting out numbers that aren't true, and my personality is the type that, like, if somebody says something about my business or something that I cover that's not true, I typically speak up about it. I kind of just chalk that up to, you know, that's what it is. People talk to me. Like, I definitely understand your reaction to what you're saying. I think taking into account his personality, his history, and actually how he goes about covering the business, it's kind of far for the course, even if that's his man. But just especially because that's his man. Yeah, and like that's Rich cool just texted me. But if that's your man, Rich just texted me. He gave the facts. If you subscribe, you got the info. And so for somebody that number one was up on Bruno's career as as much as Rich as Rich is, and Pittsburgh stuff. We talked about that a little bit last week in VIP. And a constant, um, a, a constant searcher of like facts and the truth. He has that about him, you know. And, 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 Except when it comes to the Democratic primary, but that's a whole different argument. That's a two-year-old thing. I'm not gonna go back there. Um, and if Rich is okay with it, somebody that also knows Melter's history and goes back then, and somebody who's a uh, somebody that's going, you know, looking, you know, from the outside in and don't know a ton of the personality. I'm gonna go with the people I respect the most, who know the most: Rich, Bruce Mitchell, Dave Meltzer. And if those people you don't have a fucking problem, especially the non-Dave Meltzer people, and it's other people on Twitter, like, that's not the timing, or that's no need to say that, then I'm I'm personally going to disregard the noise and go with the voices and the people that I know, know what they're talking about, and that that I personally re- respect a ton. Well, and, and all, you know, why, uh, I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, let me just let the man talk for himself, so let me bring Rich on, and he can say his piece, and then we can get the hell out of here. Rich, what's happening? Hey, what's up? I'm doing laundry down here while I've been off sick today, and yeah, the big thing, Darrell, is the, and uh, Travis knows this from Brad and Britt, uh, Brad, uh, Britt Whitmire is a big wrestling fan, and he has a gimmick of constantly trying to get Dave to give stuff out that's in the Observer for free, just as a joke. And a lot of the stuff he did with the corrections, they say Bruno had 188 shows where he sold out. He only wrestled at Madison Square Garden 160 times, and that you can verify with dates and ticket stuff. The thing he can't prove is how much, how many times those were sellouts with him as the main event, because no one, including Bruno, who told him that, has that information. So if WWE says 188. Not only is it, like, wildly inaccurate, they're just doing it just like the Superdome number to inflate their own ego because, really, they're taking credit for it, if you think about it. Yeah. Like, well, who promoted those 188 shows? Well, duh, yeah. But, yeah, so if you so, haven't wrestled 188 times, how can you make it? So, obviously, again, just the fact that the number is wrong makes the argument about anything against Dave, I mean, it just – I don't get it. Like, was Dave ultimately right? Yes or no? That's all I care about. And he was right. Well, that's like on Raw. Every week. 
every week on Raw, they open it with it being the longest episodic weekly television show in history. And every week, that's a bold-faced lie. Well, what the hell is out Dunham? More than 1,300 episodes. Man, uh, Gunsmoke. I mean, you got you got a couple of shows that are long. Uh, no, uh, Ozzy and Harry, the only one that I know of. Ten years ago. But they're saying it's the longest running episodic show in history of television. You got right, at least but, right, but like The Simpsons been on. You know, I mean, since 1989 or 90, Raw came around in '93. But The Simpsons only had 600 and something episodes. Raw got 1300 because they run every week nonstop. They don't take an entire summer and uh, you know off. And it's a wordplay thing. It can be continued. Yeah, it can totally. Be continued. Yeah, continued. Continued. All, I mean, you got to say because that long ass sentence. You know, it's all kinds of qualifiers. As long as it's running an episode of television show in North America, as long as you don't count the every day, every week that we decided to buy <laughs> in 1987. Yeah, <laughs> that runs 90 to 120 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you just. You do wordplay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I don't. I don't care that he said because I'm the type of person. Like I told Cam, I say those RIP No, no. I say those RIP stuff to people who I only, who I know, family and friends. Because I just don't do RIPs to celebrities or other people because I don't really know those folks. I don't know those folks that that much. So I'm not out here defending or going out. Oh, and I don't know how to talk to my own friends and family about death and that kind of shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, like the but hardest thing was, like, how am I going to talk to Dre about when his mom passed away? Like, what the fuck? It's yeah. like, it's not about me. It's just be, just comfort your friend. And it's just like, ah, oh, I, I, I just, just, you know, cause, but that's my personal shit to deal with. You know, but how how I look on social media talking to some to or about some celebrity, you know, and that kind of stuff happens. Like, mm-mm. I just don't come and use it. Uh, and personal. <laughs> and well, yeah, I mean, go ahead, Rich. My bad. Oh, no, I was going to say for me, and that was the thing for me, like with Bruno, he wasn't to me, like, and I mentioned it with Travis last week and then this week on the DP, he wasn't to me just a wrestling celebrity. He was the nice old man who was watching his great nephew play football. And see, yeah, you can and that, do that and stuff like that. And but then you know, and that ties into what you know Dave was saying. What this date? Because this is a guy like Bruno Sammartino was a guy who was so focused, like hyper focused on the truth that he is, it was, died estranged from his son because his son accused the the uh, player who I had in my team. He he accused his dad of being on steroids to say, hey, look, I'm not the only one in the family on steroids. And they hadn't talked since. And that guy hates his brother. Like, that's, that's how hardcore that guy was for the truth. And for me as a person that's a habitual receipt keeper, when if that's how someone lives their life, like if I died and they said that Rich Fan was a 10-year member of the tort staff, I would hope someone would correct him to say, no, actually he was with Travis for this time, and he did this and this, and it actually yeah. equates to this. But then I wouldn't want someone to BS it. And see, Listen, I, I'm the other way. I'm a lot of people. <laughs> I swear to God, this is exactly uh, what I what I um, what I text Dre. Um, I said, if I die tomorrow, it's because he was all put. I, I, he was namby pamby on it, like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. 
it's like, come on, like, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Like, fucking, like, you know, there is no in the middle, right? So I was like, if I die tomorrow, and CBS News reported that I'd been with the torch for 20 years and recorded 1,500 East Coast casts, and you went on Twitter as my best friend and politely corrected that I had only been there 10 years and did about 500 shows, and people attacked you for being a know-it-all, how would you feel? And I said, oh, and, if, and they also accused you with zero evidence of having autism or Asperger's. And then he said, I get it, blah, 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 I didn't even understand his answer. But, yeah, Rich, I, 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 said this, I used the same example, like a simple, basic, hey, no, let me correct the record real quick. <laughs> Thanks, now I'm out. No, nobody, I mean, you shouldn't well, be like, ah, oh, too soon. Like, no. I know like this. You got I know like this. wrong about Everybody somebody don't... who I know explicitly that, 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 that information is wrong. And then if Rich went, and if somebody said, well, how many East Coast cats did he do? And Rich was like, I don't have the fucking numbers in front of me right now, but I know it wasn't 1,500. <laughs> you know, you couldn't get mad at Rich. Oh, fake news, you don't have facts. Like, no, he knows that I know wasn't like there 20 years in I know about it. Well, here's one that I thought was funny. Well, that's me. That is real stuff. Like, no, I'm talking about. Go ahead. I'm sorry, girl. People, the only people who can voice their opinion on somebody is family, because I know how people are when it comes to stuff like that. When you know somebody a killer and they vile and stuff like that, but they family and friends want to celebrate them and say they do all this good stuff and did all these good things when they didn't. But you was friends with them, and you know they didn't. And you come out and you say something. I know those family members and stuff want to try to come out and kill you and stuff like that. So the TV stuff and people who do stuff and try to lead back to get financial gain off of it by oh come and subscribe to me, and then you can get that. I don't go off of what I don't care if you're friends with the person because different conversations though, but what, these, why these what people we're talking about with, these, these, with Dave and Bruno. I, I understand why those people pop a off. Family though. member and the killer and the whoever the, the analogy you just gave. Where that is not but the analogy. Close. The analogy don't have to describe the person. I'm just saying the reason why I don't speak ill of nobody when people putting out RIP posts. You're not because Dave was this speaking fact. ill by saying the thing didn't sell out. If you don't say anything but something nice. About the person, even if you call it not a Fuck that uh, nice shit, mistake. man. I want to be honest. Wait, I want wait. the truth. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, think, I think we have a. Man, I think we have a disconnection though, because you're, you 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 both are saying the same thing, but it's coming out two different ways. Like How so? for Dave Meltzer, a guy who has a a need, especially from his uh, mentors, the people he saw from the wrestling. Uh, I can't remember the first wrestling magazine he read. But he has a need to be a journalist and get the truth out there. And a person who Bruno San Martino, who appreciated that, and that's the whole reason they started talking, because once he realized that all the stories about Vince were true, Jr., and Meltzer wasn't the devil, and he was just trying to put the light out there for wrestlers, hey, let me tell you about how this guy tried to screw me out of 2% of my pay every time I main event at Madison Square Garden. Oh, by the way, here's the number of times I actually represented Madison Square Garden. Like, and this is, again, you said the, I think, you're both looking at it the same way. It's yeah. He's telling you these facts, but he's not doing that to say, go buy my, that's the thing. He's not that crass. He would not be crass to say, Hey, go subscribe. He just happened to put in the newsletter, which pays his bills, paid his house, paid his kids going to college. That this is the facts. And that's, this isn't like Wikipedia. 
And I think the death of expertise in our society has forced this situation where somebody who has been a 30-year expert on a subject constantly gets harangued because he doesn't present it in a manner in which is easily accessible. Like I've been I watch Super Troopers class all weekend. Yeah. I know as much as Dave Meltzer. Like, don't you shut yeah. your dumb fucking twenty-two year old new wrestling fan ass down? This man been doing. But I'm right, saying like, all of the people are wrong. Fans. I'm saying both sides thing, are wrong. Both sides right. are calling calling him out are wrong and him saying whatever. Because once you start saying that. And once you start putting that, now that leads people to start checking, okay, did you correct something that was said about somebody who died five years ago? Or are you going to do it for the next person who died? You putting yourself but there's no, there's no, I mean, that there's no, I mean, that's a straw man, though, Darrell, because one, each person's going to be different. My relationship with Travis and Cam is far different than my relationship with Pat McNeil. If something came out about Pat McMill, that might not be my place to say. But if someone is disparaging Cameron Travis, I will come to their defense because I know them personally. Not even Same thing with Radican. Use that kind of language. Disparage is the wrong word to use. If somebody just simply got a fact wrong, no one was being disparaged. No one was being disrespectful. Nope. It was the mainstream news got a number right, and a guy that knows his shit said this is not correct. And if that happened with me, I would be absolutely okay with it. And I don't see why there's an, there's an issue. But we're going to uh, go ahead and, and end it there. I appreciate everybody's uh, enthusiasm. Uh, Darrell, I'm sure we'll hear from you. Uh, hopefully we hear from you uh, next week. Uh, Cam, appreciate your energy and your uh, sticking around ship for the whole show. Um, I'll get at you probably later on tonight. We'll up before <laughs> the night's over. Um, so, yeah, so eastcoastcast.com, find out all the ways you can interact with us uh, visually, verbally, um, yeah, all that. Um, so get at us. Uh, new uh, free folks, this is it. We'll get at y'all next week, same time, same channel. Uh, VIP members, click over. Rich and I will be by, be by uh, uh, for an additional hour or so of content. So until next week, uh, for for Cam and Rich and Darrell and all the emailers and all the callers and all the tweets and all the participants, um, we out. <laughs>